Renee last. has this great recurring thing where at the end of a sin, she'll write, I hate this. And <laughs> we unfortunately have to take that out occasionally because you can't just have five or you know, ten of those in a, in a video, but uh, it's always entertaining. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of Cinema Sins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and as always, I'm joined by Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Danae Hughes. On Discord. We write for Cinema Sins and TV Sins and do various other things inside the Cinema Sins universe as well. What's going on on Discord, Danae? Should we just make the whole podcast? Here's what Danae's saying on Discord. Sure. <laughs> that sounds like a great podcast to listen to. Um, actually, the chat is, uh, they're trying to keep me distracted by posting adorable pictures of animals. <laughs> so wait, so wait, let me get this straight. Your relationship with Discord during the podcast podcast has gone from communicating with fans because it's kind of fun and get information to a game where they try to make the podcast worse <laughs> like, is... yeah i thought they liked the podcast that's right on the, aren't they on this? the podcast channel on discord <laughs> uh, i think it's just a fun way to troll you Eric. I, you know what go for it i that is that is certainly a uh, that is a high high level of difficulty in fact my favorite part about the uh, question we, we will get to later on in the podcast this week though was that it said hi danae <laughs> <laughs> it is true it is absolutely 100 percent hey true. it's her podcast i'm just i'm just hanging out till she tells me to go it, i i am again consistently surprised and very humbled that you guys have welcomed me into the community with open arms it is denae's is denae's world we're all just podcasting in it that's, yeah uh, exactly that's how it goes uh let's just jump right in shall we let's, let's do it let's do the sin side scoop what's he building in there i've got a secret pay no attention to that man behind the curtain this is a true story all right, we're going to take a look at the videos from the week, uh, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we send in general, and welcome to the dawn of six videos a week. Congratulations. We have made it there. I, you know, I'm getting a look from Danae now that she may not know we're talking about six videos this week. Did you, did you miss the email exchange earlier today? Earlier today? Earlier today, there so was an we email were, exchange. Wait, well, we record this podcast in the morning. <laughs> yes. So, when it was did about even... an hour before we were supposed to start recording. Yeah, it was about, about nine o'clock. Yeah, probably oh, this morning. Yeah, no, there was a there was uh, you know there was there was a curveball thrown at us this week because cool. we had a CinemaSense got an extra video in, cool. which was really cool. Yeah. So basically, CinemaSense yeah. goes down to one video a, a week in uh-huh. September. Right. Right. But. I had a bonus video pop up on Thursday. How so. fun for us on the show. <laughs> uh, did you guys watch it? Because I did not. Yes. I, I actually it, wrote okay. on it. So Yeah. Uh, yeah. We should yeah. be good. We, cool. I've seen it a few times. You can just you can just look at cute animals on Discord. Yeah. <laughs> get to that I can do that. No, actually, you can jump in with your, uh, your you know, confused observations that will help us. I'll uh, ask questions that yeah, are exactly. completely unrelated. Uh, but I mean, you've got Sylvester Stallone posters in your bedroom. 
So I don't know why you wouldn't want to talk about this movie. All right. How do you know that? <laughs> the oh, same way. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> the same way the narrator knows you're not wearing pants. That's exactly how we know everything. Uh, all right. Let's kick it off with uh, music video sins. Then, or excuse me, TV sins. Then we'll go to music video sins. And then we'll finish up with cinema sins. First video of the week for TV sins was Modern Family. That's a Dicer Watkins joint. Um, originally, I think I had notated it as a Hughes Watkins joint. But that's just because my TV sins brain is mush. Like, I can't remember who writes on what. It's the worst thing ever. Is it because we're writing a million <laughs> yes, scripts right now? Yes, we're all of a sudden writing two a week. And it's just, I have to get used to this. And I need to just start checking the actual spreadsheet when I do this instead of trying wait, to do wait, it by so memory. Who wrote this one again? This was this was me and you, man. <laughs> okay. I mean, I knew I, I knew I wrote on it, but I, could, I was trying to remember if it was all three of us. Uh, let's talk about the show Modern Family in general, and I will start because sure. I definitely have opinions on this. I loved cool. the first couple seasons of Modern Family. And when I say couple, I literally mean two. Um, third season is fine. It's fine beyond that, but it really started for me to decline in quality very, very quickly quickly um and for reasons that are very typical for sitcoms it just has a lot of the same problems that long-running sitcoms have i enjoyed going back to the pilot and mm-hmm. just re-falling in love with these characters where they were then because one of those things that sitcoms deal with is aging children and i don't know that the children have you know aged across the board as well i, into I actually it. had that written down i think i think sarah highland um, might be the only one that has survived this. But granted, yeah. she was a little older, too. She was. She definitely So that was. probably helps. Ariel Winter's okay. That, but, 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 and you touched on this in The Sins with Manny. And it has nothing to do with Rico Rodriguez. No, no, not at all. The actor, but the character of Manny, oh my God. He, I mean, he's like, um, I don't know if you guys watch Star Trek Voyager, but he's like the Neelix. I don't watch Star Trek Voyager, Family. but... <laughs> Well, that's an interesting comparison because I did watch Voyager. <laughs> and you probably loved Neelix, so I apologize. No, it's just I don't remember. This is the thing. I don't maybe I'm just a weird person, but I don't remember details like you guys do. Like mm, when I see a yeah. character, it's not like it's just imprinted on me and I can recall it. Like, I was listening to Syncast this morning and just blows my mind. They're talking about speed. Mm hmm. I don't even remember what they're talking about. And I watched Speed like three times. And I yeah. don't even remember the character that they're talking about. And it's so, probably because you concentrate on things in life that matter. Maybe. <laughs> and, uh, maybe. We choose to remember um, Neelix from Star but, Trek Voyager. But it's like, is this, I don't know. It's just one of those things about me that's so different from from you guys. Well, I feel it's, like a isn't little... it kind of an, a nice little uh, refreshing voice, though? Because, I hope so. Because you, I think, Absolutely. You, I think you are more have more typical of a mindset of you know the general viewer right yeah no no no. yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly i with just general feelings of this is how this movie made me feel i remember thinking this thing during the movie oh i like that one person in the movie and i don't know their name but i like that person Yeah, yeah yeah you know like that's a more you know uh I think audience-wide reaction, whereas the more... You guys are like the super fans, though. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you, but you also do a lot of research, because like I had seen every episode of Sopranos. You had never seen one, but you actually knew more about the show than I remember. <laughs> because you had actually done current research. <laughs> right, right. Which I can do. Yes. Thank you guys for continuing to help my... Yeah, but you didn't write on up. this, so why are we talking about That's you? right. Um, <laughs> why don't we God. make this one about Danae? Everything else is about Danae. <laughs> <Hey> guys. <laughs> you 
guys. Uh, no, I, I think it's interesting that you're talking about that wrong. part of the, the kids, though, because I think what you're saying is not is about the acting. It's not about the, the acting, writing? Though. No, not at no, all. No, it's about the writing. Oh, it's, okay. it's about the idea that the writers don't know how to evolve children characters to adults. Oh, and gotcha. so these adult humans now have the same characteristics as they did when they were five right. or 11 right. or Manny is the perfect example. He is doing mm-hmm. the exact same stuff at 22 that he was doing as a 13 year old when the show started or whatever, you know? Yeah. So, and well, I know that also partly right, though but... is because he was, as you point out in the sins video, he was like an adult kid. Well, that's true as well. Yeah. But, but, but again, still, if you're but, smart, um, you have to evolve that. You have to figure out what that looks like as he becomes an adult. And yeah. Just... Well, like the Dunphy son, I mean, he's, uh, whose name I all of a sudden forgot. <laughs> uh, but, uh, Luke. Yeah. Luke. Yeah. Who in real life is like, uh, is like a former Mensa. Oh yeah. He graduated from college at, by yeah. like age 15. Yeah. Well, yeah it's yeah. like he's that Phoebe thing. People think that, that, uh, Lisa Kudrow is an idiot. Because she played Phoebe, but she's incredibly right. brilliant. Right, yeah. Or or Blossom, that character. She's like My a Ambiolic. doctorate or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. She's a freaking genius. Yeah, I agree with you on the Manny thing. He's just, he's because I still watch the show. This is one of those shows that my wife refuses to quit watching shows. So once she starts something, she watches it till the bitter end. So I do, I've too. Seen, yeah. I, oh, okay. So, you so you're said, still watching this? I am still watching this show. Oh, yeah. so when you said two seasons, okay. you didn't stop at two seasons. You're you just know. saying you'd like I've yeah. been watching a show I don't it. like for about <laughs> 10 seasons. <laughs> no, but it is. But it has its moments still. I mean, it's it not like does. it does. Yes, It's absolutely. not unwatchable. And, Correct. And the, and the cast, the adult cast specifically, is very good. And um, everyone has really good chemistry. But that's an interesting point you make because like, we just, I just watched the 11th season premiere. This is the final season. I just watched the 11th season premiere last week, and it seriously, like, you could easily have just had that episode, like, in season four. Exactly. Yep. And it's, but it, but that's, that was, like, eight years ago. But, yeah, no, but overall, I like the show, and I will agree with you, the first couple seasons, in fact, the next episode, the second episode of the series is one of my favorites. Yeah, the show was um, That's really the one where they good. write the song. Uh, Dylan writes the song about having sex with Haley. Do you remember this? <laughs> yes, now that you mention and it. And sings it for the entire family. Yes. And then over the credits, they're singing the song like while they're doing <laughs> things around the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. When Yeah, those early years are, are really good. Yeah. Danae, Danae, what's your experience with Modern Family? How much of it have you watched? Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, even though I'm not on the script, I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I loved watching this for the same reasons you had seen the characters, remembering what we liked about them. I don't remember when I stopped watching and when I stopped being interested and kind of stopped caring about their development. Um, But I loved like the thing, which the thing is, is like the Dumphy relationship, Claire and Phil, Phil, oftentimes it's one of those things where Justin and I, my husband, I look at each other like that. That's us. Uh-huh. I was about to so. ask when you started saying that, I'm like, I'm, 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 I remember watching it thinking, I wonder if this is what Danae and Justin are like. No, you didn't. Because... You're just very, um, the, the good parts of her. You're, oh, you're, you. uh, yes, you're yes, very yes. clear. Uh-huh. I am very clear in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, and I just, you're just an idiot like Phil in a lot of ways. So <laughs> it's perfect. Are you just are you just like folding laundry constantly? Is that all you uh, do all day? No, no, that's definitely not me. Although I've gotten much better <laughs> with laundry, but I, but that's not the point. Um, the kids were really fun to see, you know, being young. But this 
pilot, I remember exactly where I was when I watched the show for the first time. Uh, we had this room in one of the houses that we used to live in that we decided to turn into a combo man cave slash dog kennel room. And I hated this room with a passion. We'd only been married for like a very short while and mm-hmm. he kind of wanted to have his own space. And I honestly wanted him to have his own space in the house too. Cause he was annoying me a lot at the time <laughs> still, but that's okay. So he's in this room. It smells like dog. And I'm trying to do the thing where I'm like, no, I got to go join him in his space. we got to be together. We're like married and crap. And so I'm in there <laughs> and he was sitting on his horrible pleather chair that was all cracked. And like, it was awful. It was shedding everywhere. Cause it was fake, mm-hmm. you know, like fake leather. And it, I believe you said it had a uh, chair leprosy. I yes, believe you yes. talked about that. It chair had chair having, leprosy. I yeah. hated this chair, but I was sitting, I was sitting like, uh, on the floor, like leaning up against it. He was sitting in the chair playing on his iPad or something. And I was watching this pilot. So this is where I was. And I'm, I just remember loving it so much because it was so different than anything I had seen before and the adults were fun and unique. But they're at the very end when um, I'm not going to remember their names because, again, it's been a long time and I can't remember their names for the show. But uh, Mitchell and Cam, Mitchell and Cam, when Cam comes out with the baby to Lion King, <laughs> I that's great, laughed harder than i have laughed i cannot remember a time when i've laughed i laughed for so long because it got me like uh-huh. it's one of those you well the timing is so perfect yeah too and it's just one of those things where you're not expecting it you know and and when it gets you and you just like you keep laughing and then you relive it over and over again yeah. like when somebody falls down <laughs> you just keep seeing their face over and over again but this one's actual humor and supposed to make you laugh instead of someone's pain God, I'm weird. Anyway, I laughed so hard. And so as I was watching this for the show uh, yesterday, prepping for the podcast, Justin and I were reliving that time in our marriage. We're cracking mm-hmm. up. We were living like what the show meant to us. It kind of was a bonding experience for us to kind of laugh at each other a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then also to date, he has never heard me laugh like I did uh, through that pilot. He said, I'll never forget you being on the floor laughing so hard you had tears just streaming down your eyes <laughs> it's so. a great moment so i love that it reminded me of those memories the rest of it i don't you know yeah whatever yeah <laughs> it's almost comfort food at this point yeah absolutely well let's talk about the video a little bit yes uh what are some of you guys favorite parts i guess i've noticed this before going into this one but we mentioned it in this show but I've, I've started really to notice especially with sitcoms how everyone talks at full volume <laughs> yes in crowds of people and then, like, so there's that great scene in this where, you know, Mitch is like, I'm going to give the speech. And so we send, well, I'm pretty sure everyone's already heard the speech because you've been talking at full volume this <laughs> entire time. And I know we're just supposed to, like, shut our brain off and just be like, you know, that's supposed to be an internal conversation with them. But I mean, I mean, but I mean, they're literally in a crowd of people like talking at full volume. I have to uh, this. This may take me just uh, a little bit of time, but I have to convey something that I heard Malcolm uh, Gladwell talk about. It's from his new book, uh-huh. and he actually studied and we'll, we'll be talking about friends here in a second. But he studied the show Friends uh, with a facial, uh, emotional, um, facial expression specialist and uh, mapped all the little nuanced facial movements and how they relate to emotion to see how uh, accurate it was. And in the show Friends, and this is very similar to other sitcoms as well, like Modern Family, Mm -hmm. uh, it was 100%. Every time somebody was having an emotion, their face 
showed that emotion in all the ways that it was supposed to. Well, that's because they're good actors. That's what they're trained to do, right? The reason this applies is it also has to do with performative uh, speaking. So the idea that they're speaking loudly and clearly and defining what they're feeling with, you know, those uh, those words. The problem is we have been so trained to watch people who have a hundred percent emotion match face that we don't know how to deal with the real world when people's emotions don't match their face. And so this goes all the way. He takes this all the way down the line to murder convictions of innocent people because they didn't show the right emotion after their loved one was murdered or the police were like, yeah. something's off, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So it's a, it's really fascinating to think how sitcoms have made murderers out of people. <laughs> well, yeah, Psychopaths? kind of. Well, have people turned don't us, understand emotions. Yeah, have turned us into, a, you know, one wanting everybody's face to be performative, you know, wanting everybody's emotions to be right there for us to see on their face and in their actions and in their words and volume. Uh, so I don't know that, that for whatever reason that made me think That's of really that. Interesting. It's, it is a fascinating concept. Gladwell's such a great thinker. I love his stuff, but um, I'm glad but, you, you went well, off on that. Cause that's really, really fascinating. Yeah. It is. Danae, what were you going to say about the, the video? I saw you starting to say something. Um, I like the boom mic in the mirror. Cause yeah. You know, because it's like uh, uh, when when uh, Justin and I, like I said, we watch this together. When when he saw that, he goes, "Ooh, that's bad." <laughs> <laughs> it was well, really fun too. Is you know, Justin hasn't ever watched any of the Cinema Sins Universe stuff. He's right. just now starting to kind of get into it. So he came over to watch the videos. I think with he would me. be a Cinema Sins fan. I, I think he, he would is enjoy. Really it. having a good time. Yeah. So, but his childlike reaction to you know, a quote unquote bad one when uh-huh. you can see something that's really not supposed to be there, like yeah. a coffee cup or whatever. In this case, the boom mic guy and he goes, Oh, like he gasped. Oh, that's so bad. But then the <laughs> joke is, of course, this is a doc, a mockumentary. And so maybe it's just part of the fun, but still, but that was still kind of like one of those moments, you know, just as somebody who writes these things that oh, you, it you was, look for those. It was definitely accidental. It wasn't intentional. If, if anybody says, you know, uh, you know, that it, the excuse is that it is a mockumentary. That's what the sin is saying is like that's a lame excuse because right. even even in documentaries yeah you know better than to do that yeah. kind of stuff but, so i really uh, like that one i also thought it was interesting that there were two sins off in this which kind of tells me as somebody who writes that there is a general love of the show and that or at least the know. performances because i think they were both performance-based sins. Yeah. yeah yeah and i would agree with that because again i really loved a lot of the acting uh, especially from the adults um phil mm. and um what's her face that i'm supposed to be like claire where yeah, again, just some of the, the big ones. But I, there's no way I was getting through the script without giving Why the Face a sin off. Like, there's just, you know, at, that. You're talking about Ty Burrell? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, where he does the WTF, Why the Face. Yeah. It's just such perfect delivery and perfect well, timing. It's a, and, it's a reminder, too. You know, these are characters that now we've seen them in so many of the things. We've seen them in, like, orange juice commercials and. Uh, coffee commercials and you know these these characters these are these actors and actresses they bled into other parts of media because of their popularity and so um but at the time i didn't know who hardly any of these people really were except for uh old man ed uh, o'neill uh, from married with children married with children yeah. yeah that's the only one that i had ever really been like yeah. oh, I, I recognize that guy and so. I love Ed O'Neill, and that is one thing I really enjoyed about this show early on because I did not like Married with Children. Even as a kid, I didn't like Married with Children very much. Um, I just thought it was dumb and gross. And he's even come out and said that, you know, um, talked about how much more proud he is of Modern Family. But I wrote the sentence, took the sentence off about him and Gloria, about uh, Sophia Vergara and how their chemistry. 
And I love that relationship because although in the first few episodes, I guess they do make some jokes about the age difference, but they kind of get away from that. And it also, it never seems, at least to me, it never seems creepy. No, I, I would uh, agree it with se- that. They, they seem like two people that just fell in love. Yeah, they never really take that creepy angle, and I definitely appreciate that. And the other joke that I wrote down that I really liked was that that's gestationist. I really like that one. <laughs> that one cracked that, me up. Uh, the only other thing I would mention about this video uh, is that of all the mockumentaries that have been on TV, this mm-hmm. one does the least amount of effort to explain why there are... Well, and you said there was actually a reason. They, one point. Uh, I mean, you would think, right? Like, I mean, yes, there was. And you would you understand that, right? Because if you're going to make a mockumentary, that mm-hmm. seems like that would be step one is to at least have the excuse as to why there are cameras all I've around all the time. never once questioned that. Isn't that weird? It's so weird. But I think <laughs> it's just because you watch something and you just accept it. Sure. Well, yeah. like, the, like The Office, for instance, I didn't watch that consistently, so I never really thought about it. But then I remember I watched Steve Carell's last episode. And I remember at the end of it, he actually took the earpiece out. And yeah. that really threw me for a loop because I'm like, oh, so this is like legit. They're being filmed. Well, Pam has a whole has a whole possible fling with a boom mic operator in the final. Oh, well, see, that's what I'm saying. I didn't watch it consistently. So. So, yeah, they bring the mockumentary I'm, front yeah, and center really in that final season. Husband. I'm probably going to be watching that. more episodes <laughs> soon. I'm just saying. I don't know why, but I probably am hmm, going to be watching more episodes. Maybe. Soon. Maybe. <laughs> Can I mention a couple things, though? Sure, um, yeah, go for it. I love that, like, because I know we try to stay, we really try to not knock, like, child actors and stuff. Sure, but, like, yeah. I do love how we made fun of how terrible the kid goalie was. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. <laughs> he was awful. Like, it's like, at least I mean, an effort. Also, on the, like, you were talking about, we got a lot of comments about, uh, or maybe you didn't say that, I guess I said that earlier. We got a lot of comments. There was a lot of people that loved the show and were commenting on it. And um, there was one about where somebody was defending Claire folding the laundry sin that we did, where apparently yeah. she was, the actress was pregnant. Yeah, she was. And I'm like, that's fine. But dude, she folds laundry like that entire, like, like in the 11th season premiere, she was folding laundry like crazy. She, she folds <laughs> She folds laundry like we tell college girlfriend jokes. Like yeah. it is, it's like <laughs> well, and I think it's like just like her thing. You know, it's like your character has to be doing something while they're talking. So you have, right. you know, it's like it's what you have to do with your hands. I almost feel like that's what she has to do with her hands. Or maybe it's because she does all the laundry for her house with three children no, and no, a no. husband. It makes it makes sense that she's doing laundry. I'm not. I'm not. And I'm, I mean, I'm the laundry guy. I'm the laundry person. In and let's just say you should learn how to do your own laundry as you grow up. I yeah, I do wanna, the laundry at our house. I just. I just, I just want to. I just want to say no for the kids. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, my mom taught teach, me when I was really young. Teach your children to do laundry. I think that may skip a generation. I, I, I there's Maybe. this there's this weird thing where so I didn't do any laundry going. I didn't know how to do laundry until. Well, I mean, to be honest, I didn't do my own laundry until I was married for seven or eight years because I went straight from a mom to a pre-wife, you know, Uh, so. A pre-wife? Yeah. Like we knew we were getting married by the time I moved out. You let your girlfriend do your laundry? Oh, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. I'm judging you. Well, I, I, she wanted to. I'm sorry. Well, at least, at least she didn't have underwear to wash. (laughs) Well, back then she did. Oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Like, like if uh, Justin comes home, like Justin, he does his own laundry. I'm like, dude, take care of your own nasty. That's disgusting. It smells horrible. Like yeah. You can go do that yourself. Well, we just take turns doing each other's laundry now. But, um, but yeah, no, I see so you've evolved. Congratulations. <laughs> do your Thanks. children do their own laundry? Yes. Yeah. And so that's what I'm saying is like, I think, but since they're doing their own, I don't know that they'll make their, their children do their own laundry. I don't know. It's weird. I No, you pull that parent card where you demand they do something to their children that you don't have rights to ask them <laughs> to do, right. but you do it anyway. That's right. The grandparent card. <laughs> I, I didn't have to do a lot of laundry and I regretted it because then I did horrible laundry for a while. So also maybe teach your children how to budget. I don't know. Just, just, <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. All right. We ready to move on to yes. uh, TV Sins number two, which is on our Friends run. and The we- one where no one is ready. Uh, is the one we did. Uh, can I just say it's my favorite episode of Friends? Oh, no. It is mine, too. I, I would argue it is the best episode of Friends. I think it is. Really? I think it, it's all around the best episode of Friends. And if we were to discuss the best episodes of, of, of sitcoms in general, this would be in the discussion for me. Is it? Was it one shot? Well, it's not one shot. Oh, okay. No, but it is real time. I mean, quote unquote, real time. Did you not like it? Well, I just watched the Sins video, so. <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm, 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 I have a very I, different trust experience. Me, I, <laughs> I know you're not a big Friends fan, so that would make sense if you didn't like it. Yeah, I don't um, remember. I don't remember this episode at all. I have zero point of reference for like, oh yeah, this is what happened in this episode. So, so we should I say just another Dicer Watkins yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, joint. So oh, we should just say Danae didn't write on anything this week again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just a commenter. That's true. You were like out of town or something, or I had two weeks where I was working my other job and out of town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and this is one of those weeks. But yeah, so uh, I just I don't know where, what to say beyond that is I just think it's the real time stuff is very cool. Um, and it's done well. They don't really seem to cheat that much, although no. we do make look, one comment about it. But we're, but it's kind of one of more of those. I'm a dick, so I'm setting it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I just think the I don't know that the cast has ever been better. I, I mean, we do make some jokes about how some of the subplots don't really work that well, like the chair. But at the same time, uh, Matthew Perry and um, Matt LeBlanc are still, you know, on top of their game. I, I just right. feel like this is this is the time of the, this was the this was like the peak. This is when all cylinders were firing on this show. I totally agree. Totally agree. Uh-huh. Is this when the actor that played Chandler was also doing a lot of drugs? I'm not sure you know? when that happened. Don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know the timeline on uh, on his struggle. I was reading um about his character. Uh, it was painkillers, right? Uh, he Vicodin. So he yeah, painkillers. Yep. Yeah, he went to he went into rehab for that. Uh, there was also some methadone, amphetamine, and alcohol that he struggled with that he's talked about since then. So um, yeah, he's always been very open about it. And yeah, yeah, he was, which was real, kind of a neat thing. Mm-hmm. And when you look back on that, to kind of know that somebody can function, they can be doing high level entertainment, they can be known by pretty much, you know, most of pop culture, most of the world and still be struggling quietly. And then uh, that's just an interesting thing to note just for us, like looking at our own personal friends and influencers in our individual lives and go, man, this person's struggling. I've got one friend Mm -hmm. right now who just started coming out really strongly that he's struggling with alcoholism and he's like i think today is his 20th day sober and we've had a couple of conversations i'm one of the people that i just message him on like every other day or so just to be like hey how are you feeling today that kind of thing just so that he has somebody to kind of like lean on because he's been a functioning alcoholic for a long time so like for matthew perry 
he's just one of those characters in my mind that pops to mind as somebody who went through a lot publicly and has talked about it. So, but I, when I watch friends, I can't help but think, I wonder if this is when he was struggling and I don't know the timeline and it doesn't likely matter because yeah, I feel even, like it's about, I feel like it's about midway through the show. So this is probably at least if not right at that time, it's probably pretty close to it. He, he significant, he gets significantly skinnier. skinnier. Yeah. He, he really slimmed um, down that aside. He was functioning at the time. And I I was reading something that said that he was so witty and is so witty that the writers had to kind of keep up with him and change some of the things because he would just come up with stuff on the fly, mm-hmm. which was kind of cool. So, yeah. well, this I, is one of those, you know, I, I guess you guys might have this too. I'm sure Aaron does, but uh, you kind of develop like your own like lexicon and your household lexicon is what an old professor of mine used to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Um, where, you know, you and your wife or you and your kid are just quoting things. This is an episode my wife and I quote a lot. Really? Yeah, and uh, the uh, could I be wearing any more clothes? That oh yeah yeah yeah. That's <laughs> but uh, true. but but the Matthew Perry one that we say a lot if we're just joking around with each other is I wrote a little song today. It's called Get Up. <laughs> um, and that's not the opposite of hide. That's so not the opposite of hiding your underwear. Yeah, is another one we say a lot. So uh, yeah, this is this is an episode that we both just love to death together. I really enjoyed so. writing on this one. Um, yeah, it is our first real. Uh, clear, bold stance on Ross and Rachel being bad. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, and people seem to really appreciate it. Uh, the, top, the top loved comment is just a quote of that because he's a needy codependent stalker and she's a, cu- a cruel and immature narcissist. Uh, and then they just have the clap hand emoji, although they only have it three times. And I thought since it was friends, they probably should have done four claps. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah. I, I, feel feel like like we, I feel like that got noted somehow and it got paid, but I don't remember now. Um, so yeah, so, you know, we kind of come out strong against that. There's a lot of fun stuff here. People, the lines you mentioned, people were sad we didn't take sins away from. And I guess my response to that is that's kind of, I mean, it's kind of accepted. That's the beauty of the show. Like there's not... I don't know. There's it, taking sins off is a weird thing, and we talked about it before. But I also saw, saw somebody predict next week's uh, video mm-hmm. and predicted five sins off, and I was like, "You are in for for uh, a little bit of disappointment there, buddy." <laughs> I could. I, I should also say because when when uh, when we when we when we launched the first Thursday video of Friends. I made the comment that I, I tweeted out that we were going to be doing friends through the end of September. So if people don't know, we are going to continue two episodes, two videos a week, and we are going to continue friends through the end of October. That is correct. So you're going to get, wait, I think, hold on. How long four are we or five this? more. <laughs> How long are we doing Maybe that? forever, Danae. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, we're just going to, like, yeah, we're just going to oh. keep, just because you love it so much. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. Uh, but no, but yeah, we're doing this through the end of October. So, um, and we've got, we've got an episode that'll delve into this a little more in a couple weeks, but this episode also shows, I always thought that the one relationship or friendship that didn't get talked about enough was Phoebe and Rachel. I think Kudrow and Aniston are just so good together. They play off each other like yeah. super well. And you kind of start seeing that in this episode with, uh, you know, her trying to find her address. And there's like that whole bit where, you know, you know, Rachel's like, yeah, but you couldn't wear that tonight. She's like, oh, no, how would I wear this tonight? You know, I'd be like, oh, look at me at my banquet. You know, there's just this whole like, you know, tit for tat with the two of them. Um, yeah. That just has me dying every time I see it. I've abandoned my OJ. Seemed to go over pretty yes, well. That was great. That was a good catch. That I, I, I still don't know sometimes how you see these things. <laughs> I don't know. One level hummus it. stain was another one of yours. <laughs> 
that was funny. I uh, like that. Who would have thought that like going into, you know, when we started doing this, I wonder how many people knew when we went into this podcast that they would find out that Aaron Dicer writes 100% of the porn. Uh, <laughs> that is not related true. Sins. It's 95%. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, CinemaSense fans, when a video drops on a Saturday, that was oh really yeah, weird. that was really funny. Yeah, I remember everybody across the board really liked that one too. Like in the Sense family. Well, it's kind of it's interesting because it was funny enough that it bridged that um, that gap of usually we don't like to do things that won't necessarily age well. So you know, if CinemaSense stops dropping you know old videos on Saturday at some point, yeah. people may not understand that joke. But it was funny enough and so perfect for what's happening now that we wanted to in, include it. And, Absolutely. Um, and so, you know, it's kind of interesting walking that balance sometime. Uh, I will talk more about the uh, Knickerbockers uh, sin uh, later on. Oh, good. On. I was going to say, I, did, I didn't know that. And uh, my dad was a Knicks fan, sort of. I mean, basically. So, like, uh, growing up, that was the NBA team I followed. And uh, oh, I nice. never knew that. Yeah. yeah, so we'll chat more about that one uh, in a cool. little bit, but that was one of uh, my favorites as well. So um, that's all I've got. Anybody else got anything they wanted to, to mention? Uh, I loved the outtakes. That was actually, uh, mm-hmm. the sins were great, but the outtakes this time were what specifically? my favorite. Um, there was the the purple stuff OJ Oh yeah, that oh, yeah. the you. Sunny D I was happy about that. That, yeah, one, that, that, just, that turned out really well. It was so smooth, and then the other one was the uh, the seal sounds. The or, or, yes. or, I just that got me. <laughs> yeah, those were both of those were my. I, I had no. I, those were both. I didn't know if we were going to get to keep those because they were just kind of set the path in my head, but I wasn't sure how they would play. But they both played. Really yeah, well, I so. really like them. Hey, look at me liking what you did, Jonathan. Huh? <laughs> see. See, it's I, do, you, do you want to talk about how you hate Rachel? You, got, you want to get that in? This <laughs> nope, nope. I'll wait till I'm actually on a script. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's head on to music video sins, uh, and we will take a look at the uh, two videos that dropped on music video sins. Starting with uh, everything wrong with Ariana Grande, Miley Cyrus, Lana Del Rey. Don't call me Angel. Angel. So much wrong with this. But go on. Okay. No, you go on, Jonathan. You this go song on. is terrible. It's not great. It's um, not great. And you would I, and like in Barrett, you know, the they even there's a sin in there about there were seven writers on this credited to this song, and um, wow, it's just it it's the it, the <laughs> it's just nothing. The movie based music video is just like when there's a, a licensed video game that you can mm-hmm. tell that they just threw the video game together so that they could sell it when the movie comes out. Um, and I feel the same way about these songs. I just don't get them. The, the, the video itself makes this great point about the whole point of the stupid song is don't call me angel, which is fine. That's a, you know, I, I get yeah. the sentiment. But the movie is Charlie's Angels, so if you're yeah. really gonna mean that, change Which, and the you're name gonna of have like Patrick you're gonna have Patrick Stewart saying, Good morning, Angels. You know, yeah. I mean, how is that how yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I didn't understand that and I, you know, I thought it was And I mean and it's not like I mean you can't have a good song for a movie. In fact, the original Charlie's Angels or the, the first Charlie's Angels adaptation movie, the Drew Barrymore one in the two thousands, that was um was it that that de- de- or maybe it was the second movie, but the Destiny's Child song, um Independent Women. Throw your hands up by me. Yeah. That's a perfectly fine song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least at least at least there's at least there's stuff at least there's something to it, but this is just I mean, and you're wasting like three super talented uh, you get three super talented people together like this, and 
I don't yeah. know. This just seems like such a waste of everybody's time. The movie might be too, though. Who knows? But... <laughs> that is yet to be seen. Yeah. Uh, I'm, um, re- I'm ready to talk about what I love in the video. Yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, and it's, it should be no surprise to anyone that the puns are always my favorite thing. What? Uh, Weird. The one where they throw a dart at the man's <laughs> junk, and then all he says is bullseye. It <laughs> is perfection. Yeah. That's just perfection. It's just perfection. Uh, I also like Scariana Grande. I thought it was great as well. Um, oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I always love those puns. What about you guys? Uh, contains no Kristen Stewart. It's just because that's pretty. And I just say that pretty much about everything that she's. Around, so. <laughs> yeah. I just I just find her no. fascinating. I think she's no. I, I I legit think she's. I mean, she is a very attractive person, but I think she's really come into her own as an actress. And uh, she's doing. Good I work. actually, it's just it's just funny coming off because my wife was really big in the Twilight, so I saw all those movies and hated them, and um, read a couple of the books and hated them too. You know, it's kind of interesting. Both her and Pattinson have survived exactly. Twilight really well. Well. And I think I'm starting to think doing things like that, if they become a hit, are very are great ideas for many reasons. But the main one is they made so much money, they can just do whatever they want. Right. They can pick. And their... so they're actually able to make the take these chances. And, yeah. Well, um, and I, I, I honestly and it's working out really well for them. I honestly wonder if there's better support for uh, young actors and actresses that are coming up as uh, today in youth because you're seeing at least this is my opinion i think that there are more and more success stories rather than mm. there being more and more people who get into horrible drug habits and wind up like just getting washed away and like i, I know that not every uh, actor makes it big and and everything but like you have scandals you have you know they were together then they break up and they had this intense fan base and there's all this pressure mm. and for them to be able to somehow come through that you I, I just i believe that there has to be some really strong support for them like whoever is talking to them and giving them advice and kind of helping them i'm hold i'm hoping that they have a really good support system that's one thing yeah, it, about, looks, it looks like both of them do so it's one um, thing about me like as i've uh if i am interested in any of the real life drama of the actors and actresses from movies that I enjoy. It's that I actually feel really bad for them because of the level of fame and the demand and things like that. And so I don't know. Kristen's one of those interesting uh, people who doesn't have the, the normal, like really emotive Reese Witherspoon style face, right? She's just kind of more like just a straight lace looking yeah. girl. Mm-hmm. And, and I like having that, option as someone to look up to like that's my daughter's face she has the downturned mouth and the straight eyes and she doesn't emote a lot she i mean she laughs and she has fun and everything but her normal is just a nice big old you know f off face and it makes people (laughs) very uncomfortable and i like being able to tell my daughter you don't have to smile if you don't feel like smiling you don't have to hug people if you don't want to hug people like you don't have to do what you see people doing so to me Kristen kind of has that vibe of just like a i'm just gonna be me and if you don't like it you don't like it and i dig it i think it completely validates the sin uh that we are having a Kristen stewart love fest and she's not even in this video uh yeah i let me let me tell you what one of the ones i actually did have about it um i agree with you guys first of all i thought this was a mess of a song and i hated it and i watched the music video before watching the sense video again so that was a waste of my time but anyway i was so confused with the whole messages of uh i like there's the the, what's the third girl lana del rey yeah 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 lana she she has that what bridge like 
I can't lie. Uh, I, I, appreci- the, I appreciate the way you want me. I can't lie. Mm-hmm. But then the whole rest of the song is about, but get my name out of your mouth and don't yeah. call me Angel. And yeah. so I was just very confused about the messaging, just like you guys are talking about. But well, I, it that- didn't. Was this the one where he wrote something like Boner Confusion? Yes. 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 Yeah. Which. I thought that was really on point. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then, but the the point that was made too is, okay, I'll stop calling you Angel if you stop calling me boy. Yeah, that was And great. I thought that was really smart too because it's sort of the same message. It's, I don't know. It's just the rudeness towards I can, men. I can go with the song saying something about uh, like being retributive on that. Like if, if the idea is they're saying boy because... Right. They're almost saying, if you call me Angel, I'm just going to call you boy. But I don't think that's what it was about. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I, can, was... I can almost buy that. Yeah. Like, you know, but, I get your point. But the yeah. other confusion stuff you're talking about yeah. makes no sense. It was basically well, just like, let's look at these beautiful women in Angel, like right. bad Angel clothes. And at the very end, though, to play um, the sound clip from, I thought I was going to remember her name. We did her video. Billie Eilish. Billie, yes. That was a perfect example of like, here's how you can do a song and have it actually mm-hmm. sound like something. And yeah. You have to think about sure. the lyrics instead of it being this sort of just superficial slut fest. Sorry, yeah. I'm not calling them sluts. I'm saying that the song is a slut. <laughs> <laughs> slut the, the, a the song festival. has had sex with a lot of people? Yes. Yes. Gotcha. How many writers were there? <laughs> Seven. <laughs> I will say that we haven't seen the movie. The movie hasn't come out yet. It is possible the movie will take more of a don't call me angel stance. But I mean, based on what, you know, just it's Charlie's angel. So, it, yeah, I mean, I still think it's legit to make fun of that. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, uh, uh, but another thing I thought was funny, even though I absolutely hate this word. And I'm sorry if either one of you do, too, but per- perpetually moist. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate the word moist, but um, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> well, because it's not wrong. No, my, my, not at all. That seems to be her fashion thing lately. Not a, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And I never, yeah, I never thought about it till he, till he pointed it out. But yeah, no, that's so true. She's wearing too much of the highlighter. The highlighter? Yeah. It, please do explain. It's a, it's a makeup product. Okay. It's very popular. It, it makes you look dewy. Oh. It's, Is that what It makes you look like dewy? you've just been oiled up. And... Yeah. They have it for your whole body. You can put it on for body shine. And then you put it on very particular places on your face so that, like, for example, if you're going to have a picture taken of you, you just it highlights a certain angles of your face to make you appear more photoshopped. God bless you all in the makeup industry. But, man, you're making me hate makeup more and more the more you talk. Like, I just <laughs> I don't understand. I it's just one of those things I don't understand. It seems like so much effort to mess yeah. up your already beautiful face. Well, like, it, just, yeah, yeah. it just depends on why you wear it. I think that there's so many that wear it because it's fun. And sure. It, no, and no, no, totally. And this is what I've said. If you, like wear makeup, expression. if you wear makeup because you enjoy it and you you like the way you look in it. Take the effort. Do it, whatever. That's cool. But if you're doing it because you think culture needs you to look a certain way, I just want to say you don't need it. You're good. Your face is already beautiful. I promise you. And then and then, what do you want to say to the people who just dip themselves in highlighter when they leave the house? <laughs> <laughs> I want to say you look dewy. <laughs> That's what I want to say. The, uh, the only other thing I had, though, was the, the really weird ending where Elizabeth Banks just shows up and is just like, this is not our house. Like, I, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, it's, like, it's just what, weird. What it's the hell weird. just happened? Yeah, it, and for some reason that reminded me of that that Backstreet Boys video. Where, All right. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, that one where they just they just like they, they it's raining, so they just go into that castle. <laughs> like, 
it's just kind of what this reminded me of for some weird reason. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention is there's a Roma outtake in this in this Sins video uh, where there's some water sloshing and then it cuts to the black and white. Yeah, what water. was that? That's from Roma. That's what that's from? Okay. Yes. I, I like in in my wildest dreams, I never thought there would be a Roma outtake in a music Especially video. Especially from Barrett. Right. Right. Uh, so that made me laugh. Anyways. And I, I figured it was a starfish joke for me. Uh, you know. <laughs> so anything else today that nope. you want to mention? All right, let's move on then to yep. uh, music from behind. John Mayer, things you didn't know about John Mayer. Ooh, this one takes a dark turn. This, I, this, my, my, <laughs> literally my first note is this is the grossest of all the MFBs. This, is, this <laughs> most of the time it's just really hilarious, random silliness that you like. Which it still you, is. You're along for the ride and you're having a good time. This is this is like if you get on a ride you think that you know what's going to happen and then it skips the tracks and all of a sudden yeah. you're like wait wait a second <laughs> yeah we're snorting dead people <laughs> this this is the quote i wrote it down he thought it rude to salt food with his brother's remains <laughs> like, this in the video oh it cracks me up i love the um but the um the running joke with the uh the walk hard the dewey cox story thing about the wrong kid died was excellent yeah, um, yeah. especially when it got to the point where it was jason kidd showed up instead of kid cuddy <laughs> the yeah. wrong kid replied <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah there were several great takes on that uh and then the only other thing uh i had to mention the quote poll that i had to pull out what lung cancer would sound like if it could whistle i had that yeah. written down that is i mean just the stretch <laughs> of the brain <laughs> to go there it's like yeah i don't know who I, wrote that but that was amazing i mean I, whoever it is I, I i hope they're okay i just hope barrett's okay <laughs> <laughs> this one was wild uh yeah this one was the one that um i i really was curious how the fans were going to react to it because it is so different so um but you know what people are still in for the whole mfb and so am i i'm i also uh like uh, this one, this one was one where there were so many references I wasn't quite uh, like getting to where I wanted to pause it and do some more digging so that I could understand it so I could be in on all the jokes, which is the sign of a good video. Sure, yeah. You want to stay with the vein of a fa- of fandom. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I know I watch this because we do the show, but I'm actually like a legit fan of the MFB series, even though it made me think about really uncomfortable things this week. <laughs> uh, my favorite one was one of my favorite ones rather was um, I, he was talking about being in the arts and that like there's these different signs of being in the arts. And one of them was just generally being a victim. That one. got Yeah, me. yeah that was great. <laughs> I like the, I like the asides like that. There's the part at the beginning where it's like, you know, we talk about his rise and his fall and whatever he's doing now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and then like the where he's talking about his dad, which I don't know what that's from, but that old that dad like dancing. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that was funny. But <laughs> I I mean, I was video. dying laughing when I first saw that. But I like that little bit near where he said, you know, he was singing "Daughters," a song he penned about the relationship with his father. <laughs> it's like, yeah. What? <laughs> yep. Yeah. And then of course he did his John Mayer impression, which was also great. Uh, I, I also- love that they made an Oscar Mayer uh, logo. It's just great. It's good they stuff. They have that. Um, then they did like the Oscar Mayer uh, products, like tampons and stuff, <laughs> which was funny. Uh, the other one that I really loved was the um, 
he went into why he didn't go into the home business because it quote had pig lips in it and bug parts and then the response was it's not illegal john and i'm like <laughs> with all the conversation about how gross hot dogs are it just got me that one that well one you don't want to know about your peanut butter then no stop uh, i don't yeah. we've talked about the peanut butter before i specifically told you never to bring it up again <laughs> because i love peanut butter you're so messed up uh, That's so what is wrong with you I, listen did you forget do you need me to tell you again you about know what the peanut it is butter? what it is is i've trolled you enough times that you've earned a troll back there you go that's what's happening there you go okay yeah. all right so go ahead tell everybody this, just this. troll with it danae just troll with it yeah you, you can go ahead and talk about no, the, the peanut butter companies are allowed a certain number of bug parts in the peanut butter so they just have to keep it below i think 12 bug parts per a certain amount you know whatever it tastes ounce. good so. yeah exactly as if eating bugs is bad it's just culturally you just think it's bad their entire civilizations they eat bugs as meals it's just what they do you're just being you're being culturalist today <laughs> <laughs> thank you for not saying racist <laughs> insectist uh anything else about the music from behind this week uh no like per usual on the weeks we talk about it uh it's funny it's just funny it really you is watch it I enjoy it. Uh, all right, let's move on to Cinema Sins with Chies. Surprise had two videos this week. Uh, the first one being Missing Link. Uh, this is the Leica Studios new movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they do uh, stop motion animation stuff. In fact, I guess I'll just huge start fan. there. I'm a huge fan of Leica as well. Mm-hmm. I, I think they do such great work. And when I was doing research uh, for this um, on some of the stop motion stuff, uh, man, the, the way they're using technology is just so fascinating to so me. So did you write this in about the water? Yes. Okay, yes. that was really, that was I did not know that that was interesting. Yeah, so that sin, base, that sin says, if you're wondering how they did the stop motion on the water, they didn't. It's a visual effect. You know why? Mm-hmm. Because it's easier. That's why. This sin is for wanting to make their job harder, you jerk. <laughs> and I just thought yeah. that was funny because we do yeah. that, you know? It's kind of almost like we're sitting ourselves in a way, too, by doing that, which I love. Um, yeah, for sure. But, yeah, but- no, they use incredible visual effects with the stop motion, which, by the way, doesn't make it all that much easier because mm-hmm. the visual effects have to match the physical motion of the objects that are, you know, that they're in with. And it's it's fascinating to watch some of the behind-the-scenes stuff for Missing Link. It's it's really – artistically, this movie is incredible. It really is. It, um, it definitely is. And I love – like you, I love Lake. Coraline and Kubo and the Two Strings are two of my all-time favorite animated films and yeah. probably just films. And Paranorman and Box Trolls are both really good. This was just fine, though. Yeah, it, well, and I think it comes down to the just the story just does not work. Yeah. It's not great. It's it, not cohesive. It doesn't fit together very well. Um, it's very uh, it, it it jumps all over the place. It kind mm-hmm. of its motivations and destinations change so many times that it. I don't know. It's just it's it's not as well put together as those other movies, especially Kubo. I think Kubo is a masterpiece. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree completely. But like, I, it's just weird because I, I, you know it's like there are other four films to me would be like A's, and then this would be more like a b minus i mean it's not like it's terrible but right it's just disappointing in this context i mean if this was like an illumination film it would be like top of the you know top of the mountain probably but oh yeah yeah <laughs> i have so much respect for stop motion stuff i love art yeah. stuff as well i just the the level of dedication is kind of mind-blowing to me i, 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 I kind of wonder because this just felt a lot safer um I almost wonder, because they've never really had, like, just a huge hit. 
uh, at least not on the level. Of, and I don't know how much these movies cost. I haven't really looked at the budgets, but they've never had like a box office hit like on the level of like a DreamWorks, Illumination, Pixar, Disney, whatever. So I, I don't know if that's what they were kind of trying to go for here, but still keep that kind of Lakeham mentality. I don't know. But it just, but like, like you said, it just, it, the story isn't very well put together. The jokes are just kind of flat most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that has something to do with Zach Galifianakis too. I don't know. Although his voice work is perfectly fine. Yeah, I think he's fine. Yeah, I don't um, think he's bad. Yeah, it's just it's just it's a perfectly fine movie. Today, have, have you, you seen, seen Missing, it today? Missing Link? No, nope. Don't plan to now either. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is beautiful. It is gorgeous. But one of the things I love about um, stop motion, well, I like it in you know animation too. But in stop motion, is when they get the coloring of like skin. Mm-hmm. And how the light shines through ears and stuff. Mm, that mm-hmm. stuff kind of blows my mind. Um, this one seemed to have a lot of like sunburn on it, though. Like everybody's faces were real, real red in very specific areas. Hmm. Hmm. So it's kind of like a, like a visual choice that they made. I don't know. I just noticed it as I, as I was watching the video. I, yeah. I will say, Danae, though, my daughter loved it. I mean, I know your daughter's still very young. But, yes. Um, but maybe when she gets older. My daughter, my, I think my daughter like, likes all I, I think she whether she knows it or not I think she's really into stop motion <laughs> but well um, and if you're gonna if you are going to yeah. specifically again seek out a stop motion movie from like it a watch and you haven't watched Kubo Kubo's your first choice yeah like Kubo and the two strings is just it's a phenomenal movie from you know start to finish so yeah this one seemed to not have a lot of like scary visual stuff at least that I was looking at I mean maybe like a something growling so for a young person I could definitely see this being one to introduce them to especially since the plot doesn't matter when you're like three yeah <laughs> they don't care they're just watching it um but yeah no I hadn't seen it before so as as always it's interesting to watch the sins video first yeah so let's transition to that what did you, yeah. what did you think about the video uh, I loved it I thought that the the first one out of the gate was like uh, one footprint in the sand, which meant that God was carrying me through it. I, <laughs> as somebody who has seen that quote of God carrying you through the sand so many times, I was very pleased with that. Okay, one. can I be honest? Uh-huh. I'm super proud of this script. Uh, this this was a Dicer, uh, Atkinson Dicer joint, and I like per capita. I think I wrote more great jokes in this script than I ever have before. So, I I love my jokes in the script. Is that okay to say? Uh, so well, it, it sounds like you did a lot of research too. I so did. It like I was, everything was well earned. I definitely did. But yeah. uh, this is this is the script that I was talking about that made me wonder if I should quit my job. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious because I wrote this script is so clever. All the movie references, there's there's folding in on other references, on research, sprinkled with pop culture. It's clever, it's on point, and it's making me question my job. <laughs> this but is, it shouldn't because we all bring different things to the table, I think. And no, I think no, that's no. what I makes a lot that. of these work. Yeah. I know that. But sometimes whenever you're in life, you look at people or you look at like the bar Mm-hmm. And and you're at that place where you're like, I'm I am never going to hit that bar. I just either my brain doesn't work that way. What if I never work that way? And again, I have to just play to my strengths and have fun while I'm still doing this. Well, I, now I feel bad. Now I'm not no, going to mention any of the other jokes. No, I, really like. I think you should be proud of this because this one blew my mind. And it was and then I went to go see who wrote on it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, that's that's part of it. Right. Is just. Yeah. These guys are like the gods of the jokes. <laughs> no, I just um, I think, Chris. Yeah. Chris yeah. For sure. <laughs> 
Oh, yes, maybe. yeah, definitely Chris. Maybe. No, but, definitely Chris. But Danae, Danae, let me explain to you what. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Good one. Smart. I know. I honestly looked at my script on this, and I was like, "That is my first three jokes in this script." And it's one of those scripts where you get in a groove, and you're just like, "Oh, my brain is yeah. doing some stuff," and I love it. Uh, and so, the my first three jokes are: the movie is not a documentary on why no no one has made a good Legend of Zelda movie yet, which is Missing Link would be the perfect name for a, a Zelda documentary. Uh, then the footprints joke. Mm-hmm. And then the Satan's bladder joke, uh, the devil's bladder. Which I also wrote down. Um, and I was just like, I am in a groove right now. And I was having so much fun. Yeah, that's a good feeling. Uh, it is fun when, you, when you're when you really like having a good time. I have a TV. And by the uh, way, it's based on a true story. I do have a neighbor that, that plays pop music on the bagpipes. Like, God, I thought you were about Missing Link was based on a true story. Oh, no, of course no, no, no. you do. Like, <laughs> no. good God, of course you had a neighbor that plays bagpipes. <laughs> like, that just, there is nothing that sounds more like the life of Aaron Dicer then I have a neighbor who plays bagpipes. I think you <laughs> live in a sitcom and don't realize. <laughs> I forgot that you I mean, Danae's did. like the goofy friend. You know? <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. 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 I think you might be right. We we need to get some writing on that. Anyways, continue, uh, Danae. I did a little bragging there. I apologize. No, you should. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this one a lot. And other ones I really liked was the Red Dead Redemption video game reference. That was Chris, and that was perfect. It was so perfect. I've uh, never played Red Dead. So, I haven't but pe- either. People who have definitely loved that. But I have played games similar to that. And so right. even though I hadn't played that specific game, I knew exactly what he was talking about, where you ride in and you have to like go in and find something and there's money hidden or whatever i've played those games before and it had that cool vibe to it and then just that casual reference like got mauled by a cougar here too just that the sort of like uh-huh. random reference before yeah. moving on yeah just the way that jeremy delivered that was super super fun so um and then the other one that i wrote down that i really liked was the it has been called many many names valley of the blue moon and then it's like is he talking about mm-hmm. genitals i really like that one too <laughs> yeah that was me i mean I like you can probably it, tell but... by the term genitals because <laughs> <laughs> anyone else would have written balls <laughs> yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh no there was another one i liked the swapping words around to make them sound better yes that was so clever the we shape the world the world shapes us that was from the movie and mm-hmm. then the joke is since you have uh uh, you've been broken any rules or have the rules broken you just using the movie to fold in on itself like that uh that's really fun so well that's something i've always thought people just switch words around to seem clever it and works so, though it, it does work that's what's <laughs> so crazy about it it works so well yeah it does it does it well so work <laughs> i don't um i talked about this earlier but i think it was pre-show so this might be in the outtakes but the the part where they're you i don't know if that was you or chris about their faces not fitting together that one was chris yeah the geometry yeah, was, of it. and that was that was perfect because like it, i never you don't think about stuff like that you know in an animated movie but it's like they i don't know how they would kiss yeah like that would have looked really awkward um the missing link universe yep yeah the run on those jokes i thought was funny and uh, yeah, it was it was excellent. Yeah, it's one of my favorites. The only other thing I wanted to mention, actually, I'll mention this later. I'll mention this later in uh, answering the question. Uh, okay, let's move on to the other one before I get too full of myself. Um, the other one was First Blood, and that was, I believe, a Cher Watkinson's joint. It was, uh, or no, a uh, yeah, yeah. It no, was. that's right. Yeah, it was me and Barrett. Uh, Cher Watkins. I think I combined Watkins and Atkinson. And oh, so for gotcha. A second, a yeah, second Watkinson. Exactly. Watkinson. That was a. We have. Uh, we're a like sh- Voltron. 
we just uh, yeah, we that, merge. That was a Shearer Hughes Watkinson joint. Uh, <laughs> uh, I forgot Jeremy in there somewhere, but uh, anyways. Uh, so yeah, so let's take a look at uh, First Blood now, Danae. You didn't know we were going to be talking about this. I was driving. I went back and looked at the messages. I was driving. Yes. So, but we will talk a little bit. And I assume you haven't seen Rambo First Blood. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it came out at a time where you were watching more, you know, action movies. <laughs> that's <laughs> okay. funny. Fair but, enough. But that's Fair the interesting thing about this, right? Um, this is this is one of my all-time favorite uh, movies. Um and it's one of Barrett's too. That uh, might probably why Chris put us on this. This movie's amazing, and it's one of those movies that has reputation has been a bit. I don't know if tarnished is the word because I know people are fans of the sequels, but I think the direction that the sequels went in has changed the perception of this film, which is nothing like the other Rambo movies. Uh, yeah. This is a much smaller, more personal. Um, you know, he walks into a small town. They don't want him there. They arrest him and, you know, just all hell breaks loose. I think this movie deals with a lot of interesting subject matters in a way that most action movies, at least what people think of as action movies, don't. This movie does a really good job of tackling uh, PTSD, for instance, and just in general, like what they do to soldiers a lot of the time. Um, I mean, the character of Rambo is a little is a little over is a little broader and a little a little more specific to the fact that he was somebody that they, you know, trained and made to be like the best killer imaginable. But I think just in general, I think it just tackles the idea of, of, of PTSD in a way that you wouldn't think a movie like this would. Yeah, I, it, I agree. I, I came to it late. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I saw it several years after it came out. Uh, but I totally get it. And it is so different than the other Rambos. Mm-hmm. And the things that make it different from the other Rambos are also the things that make it great. Like, yeah. it's it's it blows my mind sometimes how Hollywood completely takes the wrong lesson uh, from movie success. And well, and it's 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 not just Hollywood's fault. It, a lot of it's on Stallone. Well, um, sure, sure. He, he got more popular. And because like uh, Chris and I actually did a mini pod on the new Rambo movie, which neither one of us liked. Did you like it? No. I, no, I although my thought was it. my thought was if you like what Rambo movies have become, you may have a great time. Like especially the second half of the movie is. Wow. Yeah. No. I, I even disagree with that because I'm actually like I like the majority of them, and I really hated this movie. But it's possible. Like you might be right. Well, I don't know because I haven't yeah. liked the majority of them. I only like the first one. Gotcha. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the first one is in its own is in its own class. I've exactly. enjoyed the sequels for other reasons, but we talk about how, like in '85, uh, Stallone released Rambo: First Blood Part Two and Rocky Four, which are very much like Sylvester Stallone is now a movie star, and this is what he's going to do. So, right. I mean, I think a lot of that has to do with him. I do think Stallone's underrated as an actor, and and once again, I think a lot of that is his fault. Uh, choices he made uh, later in his career, like especially like in the late '80s. Yeah. But uh, but he's he's so good in this. Yeah, he's really great. I mean, and- just he's he's very much like he's um, like I like my action hero where I feel like they can be like they could be hurt. Yeah. Um, they're not just. You know, like in the later Rambo movies where he's just, you know, he's just he's taking on like 100 people and doesn't get a scratch. Yeah, I want Bruce Willis and Die Hard. You know, I want. Yeah, you know, yeah, somebody that's who's, a great example, too. Who's yeah. vulnerable um, or even like, uh, yeah, you know, Schwarzenegger. I think you mean Fifth Element. 
<laughs> yes, I'm sorry, Denae. Yes, exactly. But uh, but he's really good in this. Brian Denny, he's really good. Like he's a good like foe. Um, Brian Denny, he also is somebody that's probably underrated. Um, you you mean, David uh, Caruso, and I did. I want to say I did put into play the scream. Uh, Barrett nixed it. But uh, <laughs> when we did the discount, David Caruso, you're more than welcome to do that now if you want to, Denae. Um, <laughs> Guys, I just feel like I'm getting a little better every time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's what practice but, does. But oh, this was a right. lot of fun to this was a lot of fun to work on, just because it is a little bit more of a serious movie than you would think it is. Yeah, um, for sure. While still being an action movie, so uh, you know there was a line there we kind of had to play with, uh, but I still think we got a lot of good stuff out of it. So it was uh, it was a good one to work on. Uh, going to the video, boy, do people have opinions on the gas stations? Um, yeah. <laughs> Like, there, there's this this moment where there's all these gas stations, and mm-hmm. you send the fact that there are this many gas stations on the same block or whatever, and people are like, "Oh no, that happens," and it's like, "Yeah, well, it's still a sin." <laughs> like, yeah, and it's be. it's still weird, even if it does happen. I'm gonna send your town. Like that's yeah. totally weird. Especially and then I think two of somebody the same pointed kind out of gas station. Yeah, I think somebody pointed out on Twitter. It might have actually been Joseph uh, Davis, but somebody pointed out not only yeah, there was like three chevrons, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also loved uh, Brian Should Be Dead a He. Uh, <laughs> that that was, I think that was Barrett. I'm pretty sure. That made me laugh. Yeah, that was good. Made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, what are some uh, of your And favorites? Barrett also wrote in the First Blood is a Christmas movie. I thought that was great. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking good. of Die Hard, uh, yeah. that's a good ass. That was also Barrett. Um, and it is. That's a very good ass. You should be proud of it. Uh, <laughs> the War of the Roses shout out was, a, was something I really enjoyed just because I think that movie's great. Yeah, um, my, and um, I wrote this one, but um, I don't Frozen very well. Um, getting Jeremy to sing, "Do you want to build a snowman?" No, I and appreciate Jeremy that. sings the wrong song, huh? It, I appreciate any time we can make Jeremy sing. I appreciate it. So well done. <laughs> um, my my uh, my sons are actually doing uh, War of the Roses uh, marching band routine. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Marching band this year. So the actual War of the Roses, not the yeah, yeah, the yeah. No, I got you. I got but, you. No, that's that's really cool. <laughs> that would be it's hilarious. A really, that's a, have you ever seen War of the Roses? I have. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's it's very um it's a very dark comedy, which is Danny DeVito directed it. So I mean, that's pretty normal with his career if you followed his directing career. But uh, that's got one of my all time favorite final shots. Is all I'll say. It, yeah, no, it's it's great, and it's it's a it's worth a watch. It's mm-hmm. worth catching up on if you haven't seen it. Uh, anything else? Danae, I know you don't have anything because you haven't watched this one, and I apologize. That happens. Oh, no. It was hey. a surprise. Hey, while you guys have been talking, I had it going silently on in one screen, and on the other half of the screen, I'm <laughs> reading ra- about random Rambo knowledge. Ooh. Uh, so I guess the one thing that I was able to see on the video quietly while you guys talked was that you guys send this video for not having logos, which I find very <laughs> yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So as the new person, I'm like, so yeah, no, it it just starts like it just first blood. It just it just starts right into it. it was really and I, fun. I I can't hear Jeremy's delivery because that's just rude. If I was to play yeah. it in the background, like I even know my limits, guys. I'm, I know I'm <laughs> random and crazy, but I have my limits. Um, but it looked like he was like does not compute. Kind of had like a little right some sort of brain explosion. Yeah, he had a little bit of a. Uh, I think I I labeled oh. it in the. The notation. That's my one contribution to this video. Those 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 noises. I called them something. I can't remember. 
Um, yeah, I don't remember either, but you did. Yeah, it you was a combination of aneurysm explosions? And, and explosions. I think it was aneurysplosions. Ane- aneurysplosions. Yeah, that's yeah. the joke. It's aneurysplosions. Aneurysplosions. Yeah. Aneurysplosions. <laughs> um, the beginning of the movie, though, just real quick, I wanted to point out that uh, the no logos, but the Andrew uh, Vagina thing was was totally me. And that's a legit thing. Like ever since that dude's name has started being on movie screens, like the little kid in me always just goes Andrew Vagina. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's just a, when. I mean, if you're if you've ever been a junior high boy, anytime oh a word God. starts with V and has a either it doesn't even have to be a G. It could be a J. Doesn't no. matter. Your your brain goes vagina. Vag in and I want to say yeah, I want to say he's been around since I was a kid. So I'm pretty sure I've been seeing that for quite a while. But I could be wrong about that. But I know that's always been something that's popped up in my head. So when I actually got to make that joke, I was like, yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> life complete. Check. Uh, the only I reason do... I took this job. <laughs> do you want to hear one random Rambo knowledge? Sure. Yeah, okay. let's do it. Rambo's knife was custom made. Uh. Stallone selected a famous knife maker named Jimmy Lyle to design and create the iconic first knife used by Rambo. Uh, the goal was to create a knife that was reliable for extreme survival situations, including being long and sharp enough to slice food or cut wood, waterproof, hold necessities like matches and medicine, carry nylon string for fishing and snaring, and have an alternate blade of saw teeth for defense and in order to cut poles for shelter. Nice. So they made this crazy awesome knife like that I kind of want, even though I have no plans for survival. Talk about the benefits (laughs) of making movies. Yeah. (laughs) I think that'd be awesome. Well, the benefit of making movies that makes me think of Lord of the Rings and all of the swords that were created for that and how cool it was to sort of involve these really amazing artists who create these incredible things. But like, here's a purpose for it. But I mean, this knife needed to exist, obviously, not just for the movie, but who doesn't need a knife like that that's a survivalist? Yeah. I I plan on watching survivalist-type shows now, like Naked and Afraid or The Bear Guy. And if they don't have <laughs> this knife, then it's just not okay. I love yeah. I love how your versions of those titles could be the same show, <laughs> Naked and Afraid and The Bear Guy. <laughs> uh, all right, anything else before we move on? Um, anytime I can get a clue out taken there, I'm happy. So nice. That. And then, well that done. one worked out really well. Um, oh, and then we've talked about, like, I know you've mentioned Barrett making one of your sins better, but the, um, there was a, there was a part of the movie where they're hunting Rambo and these two guys are sitting there. And then one of the guys says, what's wrong with you, Clinton? And I was just, I just said something that could have been said during the 1992 presidential campaign. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got put in the movie. And then Barrett, but then Barrett went in and added all those other years and was just like, wait, it could actually work for all these years. <laughs> yeah. There have been uh, a couple Clintons that have <laughs> run for the presidency. So I just thought that was a cool, I, I like when that happens, when, you know, the, you know, the, the combination sins are always fun to work out with each other. So. Yeah. That's a good time. All right. Ready to move on to keeping tabs? Yeah, let's do it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line 
prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Hey, podcast peeps, it's me again. Um, those are my dogs. Those are my. Uh, every time I I talk, wow. Is this how Aaron feels when we're? Okay, we're gonna try this. I just wanted to tell you about the survey again, which is at cinemasense.com slash BTS. So go fill it out. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! Oh, jeez. This is the most public yet of my many humiliations. All right, we're each going to pick one thing from the editing process, a uh, tab we can remember having open that would be funny, embarrassing, uh, deleted sin, uh, anything that has to do with uh, our writing experience I'll this go week. First. And today you can go first since you didn't write this week. Skip. <laughs> your turn. Is that your Jeremy impersonation of how he does skip? <laughs> I have been I have been thinking of uh, should we ever do like a voice share stuff mm-hmm. like a narration share that we've kind of joked around about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been coming up with a storyline in my mind about who I would be and how I would. Oh, your narration character! If you yeah. ever get a chance to narrate, yeah, that I it's would love to see that. It's just something fun that I've just like started to imagine because yeah. I can't help my imagination. Yeah, it just goes. What about you, Jonathan? What do you got? Um, so there was a bit in Modern Family where. Um, uh, Julie Bowen's character is kind of like uh, trying to explain the dangers to her daughter and her boyfriend about being in a room together yes. and how things start off innocently. And then, you know, and then what she says is, and then you're, you know, you're just watching Falcon Crest with, uh, you know, Timmy or whatever. And then it's just this whole thing. And then she just mentioned Falcon Crest. So I was like, I, I got to be able to do something like that. So I did like a, I did a Danae size research into uh, <laughs> into Falcon Crest because that was not that if I watched that show I was very young it had 227 episodes like like the Sopranos doesn't have anywhere near that yeah soap operas are crazy man oh my god it was uh and then I wrote down it was originally called the vintage years which I mean well, that's the other thing I mean this whole thing I mean the whole show too it ran for 227 episodes and all it's about is these people that own a winery and they're like fighting with other people that own a winery. Hey, Jonathan, do you remember whenever we were going back and forth in our emails and you're like, I can't wait to figure out what kind of show you do like watching. So you like Falcon Crest? What if I liked that show? <laughs> That's great. No, this clearly had fans. It lasted for 227 episodes. I, hey, I watched uh, Dallas and Knott's Landing, so I can't really comment. I was just um, joking. I've never seen it. Uh, Lana Turner was on the show. Yeah. Uh, for a minute, which is which I didn't know that she's like one of my all time favorite actresses. But apparently her and Jane Wyman um, hated each other so much they couldn't film scenes together. Um, so they would like have to film them in separate places and then splice them together. 
So they actually fired Lana Turner, which is just insane to me. But I guess in the 80s, she wasn't Lana Turner. Falcon Crest is neither about Falcons nor the Toothpaste Crest. Discuss. That's, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Discuss. Uh, all right. I have uh, the uh, awaited Knickerbocker research that I wanted to talk about. Because this is kind of one of those urban legend situations where, okay. you know, where, well, it's one of those things where anytime you mention it, people feel like they know the truth about it. And especially a lot of New Yorkers. And so I knew some people yeah. in the comments. And in fact, during the writing process, one of us was like, actually, that's not true. You know, blah, 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 blah. So here's the sin. I could do this thing where I just mention Knicks because they're the New York Knicks. But instead, I'm going to sin that they are called the Knicks, which is short for Knickerbockers, which was a popular fashion trend in the early 1900s where pants had really baggy knees. It's basically like waking up in 2119 and there's a professional team called the Los Angeles Yoga Pants. Uh <laughs> The retort that often comes back is that, well, no, uh, Knickerbocker is actually just the name of somebody from New York. And that is true. But the reason they're called Knickerbockers is because the settlers that settled that area, the Dutch settlers, uh, wore Knickerbocker pants. And so they got the nickname as being Knickerbockers, and then it translated to the entire city. So people just don't go back that extra step to know where it came from. So basically what it means is the team would have to be called the, the Los Angeles yoga pants after people from Los Angeles became known as yoga pantsers yeah. or whatever, you know, kind of thing. So it's, but you know, it's just one of those things where I've done the research people, I promise, you know, <laughs> as I'm reading through the comments. Um, but and somebody in the comments said uh, that the team would have to go by the name like the the Gup Pants or something like that, or to, you know, kind of shorten it like the Knicks mm -hmm. do, or the the, the Yagpas. The Yagpas, yes, exactly. Now you know this forever, yeah. And you'll do the thing where in sixteen years somebody will say something about Knicks, and you'll be like, "Did you know?" Da 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 da, <laughs> and somebody will be like, "How do you know this stuff?" Can I be honest with you? I didn't. I didn't have to research this one. I, I already knew all that information for whatever reason. Did you I really? Aaron? Yeah, I did no research what on this. What is going on? That's hilarious. That's just something I knew. That was just a little little fact I knew. I think I think Barrett might have been the one that asked about it. Uh, yeah, I was robot. just like, oh, that's interesting. I had no idea because yeah. I just believe Aaron. <laughs> and I'm too lazy to check up on him. So. Well, have you heard the uh, the the phrase knickers? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, so it's it's basically from the same style of clothing, except knickers were baggy underwear that were, uh, you know, baggy. Yeah, and I'm sure I knew something like that at some point, but I just haven't really thought about it in a long time. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's got to be something like one of the first questions you ask. Like, what the hell's a nick? You know? <laughs> and why would you balk it? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. There's our keeping tabs for the week. Uh, let's uh, take a look at what you had to say in the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. All right, we're each going to pick a couple comments to respond to from the week's videos. Uh, we can also do general feedback here as well. We do have a question this week that we will get to. Um, I think, let's see, how many does everybody have? I have two that I could talk about. Danae, what do you have? <laughs> uh, I'll 
I'll just do one this You're just going to do one this week? Yeah. What about... Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I've got a couple. I can totally just do one. It doesn't matter. One of them's pretty quick, though. It was just kind of funny. But. Yeah, let's let's just do uh, the quick ones first. Um, I'll start with mine uh, in the Music From Behind video. Uh, somebody says, Meyer in Oscar Meyer is pronounced Meyer. <laughs> it's like... Yes. Yes, but we're not talking about. But we're Meyer. talking about we're Oscar Mayer. <laughs> something invented. I mean, they also, you know, said Mayor McCheese was adopted. That, so <laughs> I, I just, think you would question that before you would question the, uh, the I, Oscar Mayer. It just made me laugh again. Somebody yeah, that's decided really it was worth their time to type that. I just, you know, it made me laugh quite a bit. Uh, what's your quick one, Jonathan? Uh, this is from. I love this name too. Groundhog Day 1993 is awesome. Um, that, that's their that's their name. But this was from First Blood, um, and they just wrote Heart of the Story. He just wanted a sandwich, and <laughs> I honestly have never thought about it that way. But that is seriously like the if Brian Dennehy would just let him eat, everything uh, would have been fine. He would have he would have moved on his way. So many lives lost over a sandwich. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Uh, Danae, what's yours? Mine's from Vaughn Truesdale on Music From Behind, who had the epic revelation that this was all fake on this video of all <laughs> Music From Behind videos to realize three to four minutes in that it was hel- like a hilarious farce. Uh-huh. Dude. That's that's past the, uh, the, the twin getting salted, right? That is past Betty White, the twin brother living in the Midwest, arm wrestling babies, Oscar Mayer, tampons, McLean's insensitive toothpaste, Magnum killing the better son, describing his horrible death, using the dead son's salt on the table and wanting him to be the better son. <laughs> that's, that's past all that. That's all of the first two minutes. And he said three to four minutes in. I had to stop because I couldn't even believe it. I, uh, I... <laughs> Be, I'm increasingly increasingly concerned by what humans will believe. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. That's, that's fascinating. We're in trouble as culture. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or maybe we change. There's the optimist. <laughs> uh, the other one that I wanted to mention comes from the animation place. Uh, and this was, I don't even know what, I think this was on First Blood. Uh, and I just bring it up because it is a common comment and I don't know that we have addressed it here. It has been addressed elsewhere, but okay. this is behind the sins. So let's address it here. The comment is, ah, with exclamation points. It says 15 minutes or less, but the video's 16 minutes long. And uh, this is very simple. Then I don't know why this is so hard, but it says such and such amount of sins in 15 minutes or less. The video is not just the sins. There are other stuff in the video that pushes it over 16 minutes. But man, this comment happens yeah. in almost every single video that's released. Well, it's like if you take a, a show, uh, like if we're just watching a, just the show Friends with no commercials, it's like, what, 20 minutes long. But if you mm-hmm. watch it with commercials, it's a half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's the same like, kind yeah, of concept, but the content itself is only X amount of minutes. Right. This yeah. isn't that hard. <laughs> it always cracks me up. But, but you know, we're happy to answer this question Absolutely. This is behind the scenes. Whatever you need to know. Uh, what else did you have, Jonathan? Um, I just, oddly enough, this is something about, I mentioned Star Trek Voyager earlier and completely forgot I, I put this comment in here, but... This was uh, Gina G5. Uh, I think this this had to have been on Missing Link because that was the one where Jeremy made the the Avengers comment. Um, she said, as much as I want them to do Endgame, I also find it kind of funny that it gets mentioned in a poll and then in a video and still hasn't been done. Um, if you listen to Behind the Sins, though, Chris already talked about when it would happen. Um, 
I wonder how angry everyone would be if he reviewed the last episode of Star Trek Voyager, which is also titled Endgame, before he did Avengers Endgame. I'd that, probably laugh my ass off. And I, um, I guess we can't do that now, Gina. So thanks for uh, ruining thanks for it ruining. for everybody. Yeah. Oh, oh you, you, you do not know me very well if you think we can't do that. I think I I'm almost guaranteeing we'll we'll throw a you know a void uh, in game Voyager just to troll everybody on TV sins. Look, we're she's right. That is on the, TV sins. That was the yeah. That was the series finale. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, that was the series finale of Star Trek Voyager was in game, and I I completely forgotten about that. I, that I may just great. write that one by myself and just drop it on the channel just Hilarious. for fun. <laughs> Hilarious. It is really it's a pretty good series finale for, especially for that show, which was pretty mediocre most of the time. Ready for this week's question? Yeah. Yes. Okay, this question uh, comes to us from Steven, who says, "Hi, Danae. I have a question for you guys at Behind the Sins." In fairness, I think this was uh, like uh, directly to you. That's right. Uh, I didn't come through the email. Yeah, so. I was tweeted at. Uh, hi, Danae. I have a question for you guys at Behind the Sins. What is your guys' favorite recurring sin that you like to use or see in the videos? Mine is always the opening sin where Jeremy sends the opening logos, no matter how long they are, in every variation of them, especially the one in Fantastic Beasts. So what do we think? What are our favorite recurring sins? Jonathan, why don't you start? Uh, I had, uh, well, a more recent one, um, I had to write David Caruso in there, uh, the C or the CSI Miami thing, I guess is more, um, that's kind of become one we've latched onto recently that I really like. Yeah. And, um, semantics has always been one I've enjoyed. Um, I might've even been the one who wrote that the first time, but I'm not positive. <laughs> it's hard that. to know sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think there, even if I, even if I was there was already a variation on it and I might've just done something different. I don't remember, but I really like semantics um, just because I just love that word. And I think it explains a lot. And then one that's a little more obscure, I guess it hasn't been used a ton, um, but um, it started with the sinister video um, calling like creepy kids, Trevor. <laughs> um, that's just, that's always been, and, and a lot of that, that's my, that's still my favorite, probably my favorite cinema sins video is sinister. So uh, I, I don't know. I just, I just think that's hilarious every time we get to use it. That's funny because uh, one of the two that I want to bring up is the name sins where you just throw somebody's name at the end and Trevor yeah. is an example of that. Yeah. And uh, and I got a chance to do that in the Missing Link video uh, in one of my sins uh, for that where I think it was about because she asked a question and then like if she has permission to do something then immediately does it without waiting for the answer. And so I said that's one of the worst things anybody can do and then just ended with Linda or you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> I just love doing that because then all yeah. of a sudden it's personal, right? It's like, <laughs> and then people are more. like, wait, the story? wait, wait, who's Linda? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it doesn't matter. So I enjoy doing that. Danae, what's your, uh, <laughs> what's your favorite? Well, I actually responded to Steven on Twitter because I didn't know if you guys were going to ask this one while I was gone. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I, uh, so I'm going to, my response was the, the, the working title ones, where it's like, oh, that's interesting. The, uh, where you guys will say that's the title of my CD that I'm working on, or funny, that's the working title of the second book in whatever series. Just those like clever, mm -hmm. like comments. Oh, and, I thought you meant like the in like the Sons of Anarchy, where it was like um, bro hugs and and whatever yes, tattoos was the working title of this show or yes, whatever. Yeah. Yes. That anything like that where you're kind of taking something that's in the script and then turning it. So like in that same vein, like such and such would be really good at 
TV sins or music video sins or cinema sins right. where something from the script turns into like a, a comment that's made becomes this whole other thing. I think those are really, really clever and fun. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the other which, one... which, by the way, on a, on a script, uh, Danae and I worked on this weekend, so I can't say which one it is. Um, I wrote what is probably my favorite uh, someone is good at TV sounds. Ooh, I was able I can't to wait. just because the person's name worked out perfectly for it. So I was able to play around, do a little wordplay with it. And uh, yeah, that's my favorite. Teaser. That's that's my favorite. Even and that's the thing about recurring sins. I think it's worth talking about is to keep them fresh. Uh, I think you have to play with the form. I think you have to play, you know, with how it's said, what's being said. Um, you know, I, I very rarely, although some cases I think it's, you know, you just do, you just do it, but I very rarely just do a basic would be excellent at, you know, such and such sins. It's either the verb is interesting or the name we call them is interesting or, you know, like there's ways to kind of play around with it that make it fun. Well, on that Friends episode this week, uh, the one that we talked about, we did uh, – that's the one we did. Uh, Phoebe would be feetastic. Yeah, 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 just that kind of stuff. Um, the other kind of sin that is my absolute favorite, and I don't know that it's a surprise. I love alliteration sins. And I mm-hmm. think the reason is there is so – there's something so satisfying to me about – uh, doing a long alliterative sentence that just works and I will spend there's uh, I have uh, copied into my my notes for our show today my favorite uh, alliteration send that I've written it was on Mary Poppins I probably spent a half hour to 45 minutes writing this in just this one sin because I wanted everything to be perfect and it's kind of the perfect example for me at um how what an idiot I am on return on investment <laughs> because th- I should not be spending 45 minutes on this sin that a p- couple people will go oh that's kind of clever <laughs> you know what I mean but there's mm-hmm. just something I love so much about you know ev- like like the purity of it if you can get every word in the entire sentence to start with the same sound um you know crazy. and not only that but have it to actually be a about something like it's actually a sin it's not just that it's alliteration that makes it you know uh perfect it's that it's actually about a sin uh and so like the sin i wrote on mary poppins uh where they crossed the water on the turtles was two turtles totally tickled to transfer two tremendously titanic troubadours toward terra firma though truth told turtles are terrible transportation too tired to tread the tide typically translating to tragic terminal tales and basically the sin is they would be horrible transportation across the water, and you'd probably kill them. But I found a really long, laborious way to say that, all starting with the the letter T. So, so uh, well, alliteration is just, it's my sickness. Well, and I will say, like, whenever I, I've noticed when I'm working on the script with you, I don't know, Danae, if you've noticed this too, but, like, I'll do, like, uh, like, I'll do alliteration, but I'll do, like, maybe three words, and then Aaron will write a note, like, what if we did this and it would be like 20 <laughs> words and I'm just like, sure. sure. Yes. That <laughs> if that's what you want to do, feel free. Alliteration is where all of them have the first, they start with the same letter, right? Sound, 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 yeah. usually the same letter. Cause usually yeah, that's usually, the same thing, uh, but it but could if, be like, uh, it could, yeah, it's more, it could, you could do something with sounds where it's not, I guess. Yeah. Well, like, uh, the F, PH and, P-H, P-H and F, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, I will say also the the only other one I thought of that was interesting is I mean obviously the college girlfriend 
is is a pretty popular one um, that we mess with a lot. But I used to love doing the, or I mean, I still do. I enjoyed doing the bands, uh, coming up with all these different bands that the narrator was in or managed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we just basically, like, I'll just look up, like, the weirdest categories of music, you know. And it might have even been you, Aaron. I don't remember when this started, but then we started doing these where it was like, Lick My Faces also, and then we would do mm-hmm. the A, B, C, and D. Um, oh, yeah, like the selection. I definitely yeah. I definitely wrote one of those without knowing of their existence. So yeah. if, we, if we'd done multiple choice sins before, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Had, I, can't, I can't remember. I mean, it's impossible. So I definitely yeah. don't want any of the A-team to be like, hey, I came up with that. <laughs> right, so yeah, totally. I just want to say, I, I, I'm just guessing. But I, I feel like that was kind of a neat way to like still do those, but then kind of combine them into something different. Because, um, you know, a lot of those you'll have a college girlfriend thing and a band name. Yeah. And then just a couple of weird things that we come up with. Listen, we need a wiki with all of these on them. It's just so much fun. Yeah, it is a Danae blast. has this great recurring thing where at the end of a sin, she'll write, I hate this. And, uh, <laughs> we unfortunately have to take that out occasionally because you can't just have five or ten of those in a, in a video. But uh, it's always entertaining. Well, it's always it's really weird though because like it, it is interesting because like even if I really like something, I still I'm still writing for the narrator that doesn't like anything, right? So right, it is sometimes interesting to try to figure out if if the person that sends you the script likes or doesn't like you know, their personal feelings about it, you know? Yeah. Well, that's because, because I've even had where Barrett's like, man, I thought you liked this better. I'm like, I do. I was just, I was writing what the narrator would say. Right. And this, <laughs> and this is what we continue to say. Hello. <laughs> yeah. You cannot tell a lick about what movies we like or don't like from the videos. It's well, just, like, you... in first blood. I mean, Barrett and I, that's like I said, Barrett and I love that movie. We talk about it like all the time. You wouldn't yeah. know that from, right. if you, you know, read our script, you would think we just hated it. Fun stuff. Uh, you guys ready to move beyond the sins? To infinity and beyond! Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Let's chat about something from uh, pop culture that uh, we've seen recently. Can be good or bad. Uh, Jonathan, I'm going to let you start this time. What All right, you cool. Hey, last week was uh, uh, Network TV Premiere Week, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know how big of a deal that is to people as much as it used to be. Um, I still feel like a kid every time it happens. I get really excited. Interesting. I, I kind of gave up like maybe three or four years yeah. ago. Where just I, there just wasn't enough for me to care about what was coming out on well, the networks. And I will say, with I, I so I watch pretty much all the new shows, and then there, I, the stuff I watch. I, you know, watch the new episodes of the, the premieres. But uh, I will say partly why I've done it the last couple years is because of our job. But uh, but I did want to, I just wanted to mention a couple things, though. Um, I will say that overall, like, there was a lot of uh, the new shows that I saw. There was a lot of, like, borderline stuff, like stuff I'll probably give a few more weeks just to see where it goes. But definitely nothing that just rocked my world. I did want to mention um, Bluff City Law is a new show on Monday night. Yeah, we've got a buddy that's in that show. That's what I wanted to mention. Uh, Aaron and Jeremy's longtime friend, Josh Childs. I'm I'm very happy to call him my friend now, too. He's I, the I think best. He's, uh, according to IMDb, he's playing a judge on this week's episode. Yeah, at least on this week's episode. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was more than that. Like, well, he made it sound role? like he tweeted out something about it, which is the only reason. Actually, that was the one I was going to skip. But I decided to go ahead and watch the pilot because I knew he was going to be on it the next week. 
and it, it's not bad. It's it's a it's a it's a, it's a totally watchable show. Uh, it kind of feels like it's from the '90s, and that might have to do with the fact that Jimmy Smith is on it playing a lawyer. But <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, so he's going to be on it this week. So I urge everybody to check that out if you actually still have the ability to watch NBC. Um, and even if you have cable, you might not because this, it's crazy. Like how many like these satellites and like DirecTV and AT and T like they're losing network channels and stuff. It's weird. Yeah. Um, because of the contracts and stuff. So anyway, so that um, and then I, I will say uh, Mixedish, which is a spinoff of Blackish. Uh, was probably the best was probably the second best pilot I watched. It was definitely the best sitcom pilot I watched. Uh, what a what a horrible name. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> weird. That's a weird name to say. It is a weird name to say, but I but it but if you watch the episode, it kind of all of a sudden starts clicking and it's Blackish is very funny and um is not scared to uh to go to places even as a sitcom. Yeah, I like that. Uh, and, uh, and, and it looks like mixed dish is going to be the exact same. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, like, I, I just thought it, it was very, it was very smart, uh, and also very funny. So I'm really looking forward to seeing where that goes. Uh, Stumptown, um, has probably the best cast I saw last week. Like Kobe Smulders is in that Jake Johnson, Michael Ely, Cameron Manheim. I do love um, Jake Johnson. Not positive. I know exactly what the show is yet, so that's kind of weird. <laughs> but um, but there is potential there. I mean, Kobe Smulders basically plays like a down on her luck uh, former uh, war. Uh, she's like a war vet, and uh, she's just trying to make ends meet. She's taking care of her brother who has special needs, actually played by somebody with special needs, I believe, which is something I was highlighting last week that I thought was really cool. Um, and she finds out she's pretty good at like. Uh, uh, tracking down like missing people and like maybe like helping the cops out with things. So it's kind of one of those shows, but I don't know that it really has much of an identity yet, but that'll be one to kind of watch on. But the one that I'm recommending, I swear to God, this is the last thing I'm talking about. The one I'm recommending, the one that I enjoyed the most was this show called Prodigal Son. And it's on, it's on Monday night. So we're recording the second episode will be on tonight. Uh, Michael Sheen is in it, who is one of my all time favorite actors. Yeah, he's great. So watching Helm Weekly is pretty pretty much an easy thing for me to do but um he plays a uh an infamous serial killer known as the surgeon um and then the main character is played by tom Payne, who is probably most well known for playing jesus on walking dead um but when he was a kid um his father was arrested was found out for being the serial killer so his father's been in jail his whole life and uh, his father was a serial killer and so he's grown up, uh, you know, concerned that um, he might have the gene or whatever that makes him the same. And uh, he becomes a criminal profiler trying to use his knowledge of serial killers and his obsession with, you know, studying that uh, to help people. And um, it looks like it's going to kind of turn into almost like a Silence of the Lambs thing where, like, he's going to use his father to help him solve cases. But um, but it's um, it was really entertaining. It's got this... Um, it's definitely a, like a weekly procedural structure, but it's got like bite to it. And it's kind of got like this underlying like sense of humor that really fits with my sense of humor. Um, and plus, like I said, Michael Sheen's in it and playing like this crazy off the wall serial killer. So that's entertaining. Uh, Lou Diamond Phillips is in it. And this guy pisses me off. This dude looks younger than me. Um, <laughs> and I know he's at least 10 years older than me. So I don't know what that dude's doing. Uh, maybe he's wearing what was that makeup you were talking about today? Maybe he's maybe he's highlighter. highlighter. Maybe yeah. he's highlighting himself every week. Does that help? Does he look, look dewy? 
He doesn't really look dewy, but oh, he okay. looks he looks good. Is all I'm saying. Um, Halston Sage is in it. She was on the Orville. Um, I think you watched that, Aaron, right? Oh, uh, I love the Orville. She played the first security person that left the show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in it. A uh, Bellamy Young from Scandals in it. Uh, Aurora Perino's in it. She's Harold Perino's daughter, the guy who was on Lost. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, it's just it's it's a it's a really fun show. It, it, like I said, it's probably not going to win any Emmys, but um, I highly enjoyed the first episode. I'm really looking forward to keep watching it. So I guess Prodigal Son is my uh, my recommendation. But mainly, I was just wanting to talk about. Uh, uh, you know, network TV premiere week, because for some reason I still enjoy that. And there might be like two other people that do. <laughs> um, Playing the role of uh, Danae, picking a million things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you totally the took the throne. I man. know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. You I, sit on I definitely throne. wanted to mention Josh though, because I, well, we if should... he's, if he's playing a judge, I bet that's a recurring role. I mean, if it's a law that's show, that's kind of what I thought too. Like, or like, like night it, court. Could, <laughs> it could be like the practice, you know, where they have like five or six different actors right. playing judges, and so I, they'll yeah. just kind of keep. And I guess a lot of it depends on if the show stays on. Obviously, right. yeah. Uh, I don't sure. know how well the show did or didn't, but um, well, that's cool. But ratings are so different nowadays; it's not the same thing. So. Very nice. Uh, I will go second. Um, I have been neck deep in documentaries, uh, which I think awesome. I've talked about, uh, running some uh, some nomination work for Critics' Choice uh, in the documentary categories. And so I've been watching a lot. And I'm going to talk about Sea of Shadows um, as a document. All of a sudden, I'm feeling like maybe I've already talked about this. Have I talked about this? Did I talk no, about this? but you, you went on Twitter and you put like a you put something on there and you were having us guess what you what oh because it was my first yeah it was the very first screener i got was and i got it because i know how to google but um (laughs) that's right you do (laughs) uh so sea of shadows is kind of like i don't know uh scarface meets blackfish um it's okay uh i'm I'm listening (laughs) it's it's the true story of this mexican um uh bay where there are i mean it's just this beautiful area where all these different types of wildlife live but Mm -hmm. one of the fish that lives there is only in this bay and it is it has a swim bladder as part of this fish that is a delicacy in china and by delicacy i mean people pay a hundred thousand dollars for every one um, because they think it, it, uh, I think their ideas about how it contributes to wealth and health. And so there's kind of some, uh, some belief systems in place for this delicacy. And so, uh, basically the, uh, Mexican cartel has taken this business because it's illegal to fish for these, uh, creatures. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have found a way to, uh, fish for these uh, because they're the Mexican cartel and they don't care about breaking laws. So basically what's happened is because they are dropping these nets for these fish, all other sorts of wildlife in this beautiful bay are getting caught in these nets as well because they just leave them there. They're not actual fishermen. They're just, you know... Uh, Assholes. Well, thank you, Danae. Yes, sure. exactly. Um, and what it's doing is it has killed this uh, very particular type of dolphin, or not dolphin, whale. It's the smallest whale ever. It's called the vaquita. And now there are less than 15 of them in existence, they think. 
Uh, and so basically this documentary is highlighting several different groups that are trying to combat this in different ways. And so it gets into kind of like the heavy duty cartel stuff. And it feels like almost like a drug movie, like Narcos on Netflix, that kind of thing. Again, this is a documentary, but it also feels like a wildlife documentary where it's about trying to save this species. And it takes some interesting story turns. Things happen that I wasn't expecting. Uh, it's beautiful. It's really well done. Uh, it's well edited the story is told in such a compelling way um i i really enjoyed it's a weird word with documentary sometimes because the yeah stuff's going i know what you're saying it. but um but it's definitely worth seeing and something that i think would be valuable to seek out and i think you will see it nominated in the documentary category uh through award season because it's really well, good as, um, as soon as you illegally send me that screener i'll be more happy to check that out <laughs> Report back. Not happening. Not happening. <laughs> uh, a lot of these great documentaries, though, are on Netflix. They've got a lot of good docs on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, so, they definitely do. Um, that one, however, is not. Hulu's, um, Hulu's getting in the game, too, a little bit. So Yeah, Amazon uh, Prime's got some good docs, too. Yeah, so it's yeah happening. for sure. What do you got, today? Oh, is it my turn now? Yeah, finish us off. <laughs> um, I have multiple as well. Of course you do. But here's the thing. It's for good reason. Uh-huh. I was it's ne- always a good reason. <laughs> I was looking for a new game to kind of get into. I played all the way back through Agent A after you talked about yeah. it. Yeah. Did you make it all the way through? Yeah, I got all the so way through. So much fun, right? It was so fun. And I kind of wanted another adventure game like that. And I have been playing, you know, the games that I've already recommended and those I continue to kind of keep in rotation. But I was just, I was itching for something else. So I went to the Play Store and I noticed something called Play Pass. Oh, yeah. It's a brand new Google. Now, Apple's done this for a few months now, and Google just instituted theirs. And so I had it available. So if you have an Android phone and you use Google Play, obviously, for all of your games and such, go check it out. You can get, like, I think 10 days for free, I want to say. And Mm -hmm. then the first... I'm sorry. Apple did something first. Is that what you just yeah, said? Yeah. I thought that wasn't hap- I thought that never happened, according to the two of you. <laughs> hey, listen, don't loop me in. I don't know anything that I talk about. Um, uh, so I, I thought, okay, because I regularly try out games and I oftentimes will avoid ones that cost a certain dollar amount or more, uh, mm-hmm. especially once you get to like the $10 range, that's pretty steep for me. And the reason that I'm mentioning multiple things is because as I've talked about before, I use Google opinion rewards to get free money for just taking surveys from Google. Right. However, it's like they'll send me a whole bunch of them and then I get nothing from them for a really long time. And so I have saved up about $14 in my Google account right now. And I pretty much just strictly use it for games. Um, so after the first 10 days of Play Pass being free, it's $2 a month uh, for, I think, the first, I want to say maybe year or maybe the first 10 months or something. And then it goes up, I think, to $5 a month after that. And essentially, it just allows you to download a ton of games for free. So, what's well, a, scrip- a subscription service? It's, it's a kind subscription of, it's kind service. Of the yes. idea is like Netflix for your mobile games. But I could immediately go into my because uh, on my I, I save ones. I you know I bookmark them that I want to go back and check out later. I was able to go in and find a whole bunch of them that I have been interested in playing. So rather than tell you about a cool new game, I downloaded probably about fifteen games on my. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to talk about all of them? No. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try them out. I'll let you know which ones kind of make it to the top of my, you know, I've, I have a very high standard for my games. They have to be really well made, be entertaining. Uh, oftentimes they have to involve some kind of cooperativeness with teams and things like this. Um, but 
uh, I was excited. So if you have uh, any interest in this and you like uh, app gaming, PlayPass might be something that you want to try out. And if you have any money saved up in your Google opinions, you can link it to that. So the PlayPass is going to go through my uh, opinion rewards money first, and then I'll have to pay out of pocket for it. So um, that's what I'm going to be it's, experimenting and with. And here's, here's what they're trying to do. And by the way, I should mention, Apple's is called uh, Apple Arcade, and it literally uh, was available one week before Google. So they basically launched these at the same time. <laughs> Just so I we're clear. Just kidding. <laughs> you you might have been kidding. You don't I, joke about I that. care so little about this. I just knew it would rile up here. Uh, and, and it worked. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, no, anyhow, congrats to Apple on being a week early. Uh, so, <laughs> so bitter. So anyhow, Apple Arcade and Google Play Pass pretty much do the same thing. And yeah. the idea is mobile games have become so dependent on micro purchases and ads so a lot of the games you play will use ads to incentivize, you know, game bonuses or they'll use mobile purchases to incentivize game bonuses. And these two subscription services are trying to say let's incentivize quality games. So design a great game that doesn't have spammy ads and, you know, spam purchases and that kind of stuff and then just pay us 5 bucks a month and you can have them all you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think it makes a lot of sense. I think it's really smart. I don't know that I will do it because I kind of like doing the research and just buying the games I want to buy. Yeah. Uh, and like Danae said, I also use opinion rewards. And so I always use that money for those. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense and it's really smart and it kind of, it, it allows developers to focus on new experiences, quality games without having to worry about, you know, uh, trying to figure out how to make, Uh, a game that people will buy, you know, for three bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks. I don't play video games. So I'm curious, do they have like a Netflix version for like Xbox or PlayStation where they have like 500 games available for like 10 bucks a month? uh, Nintendo charges like a couple bucks a month for Mm -hmm. their service. And you get like all the old NES, uh, Super Nintendo games, that kind of stuff uh, that you can play on your Switch. Um, so there's that kind of idea that the companies are doing. And then there's like Google coming out with Google Stadia. Have you heard of Stadia? No. This is a brand new thing that Google is doing where it's a monthly subscription and then all the games are right there, not only available for you to play, but also in the cloud so that you don't have to, you know, buy games, that kind of things. You just download the ones you want, play them while you're playing them, that kind of thing. So they're trying to figure it out. I think, you know, subscriptions are the future of everything. It feels like I've said before, I think our cars will eventually be subscription based, uh, you know, where you just subscribe to a car company and you have, you know, instead of leasing something or buying something for a monthly rate, you'll just, you know, subscribe. I just I think everything's heading that way. People like to know what their consistent monthly cost is for stuff, and it just makes it easier for people. So there okay, you go. But the time that you added on to my beyond the sense is a cap. <laughs> I just want to let you know. Well, I hope uh, you don't have anything else to say because your time's up. Yeah. You know, it was taken I mean, by I me. Did, but whatever. What else did you want to say? No, I didn't. Oh, okay, I thought you were done. I thought you were. So, what is your your official play uh, pass. beyond the sins? Is the play pass? Yeah, I think that I think play pass is a cool uh, thing that I mean I know that a lot of people know about these types of yeah. things, but I'm just trying it out. I am curious, like if I decide to stop my subscription, will those games still be available to me, or if I undownload them and then re-download them later, will I have to pay the full price for them? Those are the kinds of things I'm curious about, but I might not find 
find the answer to that question because I might be the kind of person who likes to download enough games that this would be this would make total sense. For yeah, me. I wondered about that too, and I wondered about like the games I've already paid for that are in you know play Play Pass. Mm-hmm. If I were to do Play Pass. And then unsubscribe from Play Pass. Would I then lose those games that I had already like? I don't I think, so, think so, but I wouldn't think so. But I I don't know the answer to those kinds of questions. Yeah. If I come across them, I'll absolutely share with you guys because I personally, as you guys know, I love 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 gaming and app gaming is an outlet for me to scratch that itch because I can't go into long form game playing like I used to be able to. So this is right. like my little world I get to play in. So I'm very excited about it. Very nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I enjoy. I mean, I've enjoyed video games in the past. I'm not very good at them, and uh, it's just like it's just something I can't make time for. I do too much stuff. Yeah, like yeah. I had, you have to at some point. You just have to give up certain things. Like Aaron was talking about, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't read um, <laughs> books. True. I mean, no, I mean, you do read, but like you don't, like you don't, you don't weekly read novels and stuff like that, right? Um, yeah, like I do. That's something that I do. So therefore, I don't play video games. You know, so you just have to make choices. Yep. I totally agree. There's lots of stuff out there. And uh, so that's Play Pass by Google, and the Apple version is Apple Arcade, and I'm sure it's amazing. I'm sure it's wonderful, and... And it's it's beautiful, and Apple does a great job. Everybody, Apple is 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 a wonderful company that makes great stuff. So please sponsor us. <laughs> please sponsor us, indeed. Well, that's going to wrap it up for behind the scenes this week, guys. Uh, don't forget to make sure you're subscribed. Go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. We would love that. Uh, you can hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. She is at Danae says. That's D E N E E S A Y S. And he is at Sam Loomis 13. (laughs) So for Jonathan Watkins, Danae Hughes, and myself, we will see you next week. Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to BehindTheSendsPod at gmail.com. And be sure to subscribe or message us at Twitter. And be sure to visit CinemaSins.com. ever going to be able to just start a show just start to show i did save jonathan's number this time good i I did it about three minutes ago but i did it (laughs) and i texted jonathan that we're having mic difficulty and he wrote back and said is this your number danae i just want to save it if it is and i said no this is jesus i love you and please stop doing that one thing That was fun. Uh, stretching is the best because we've worked with, we have to have mics and equipment and boards and all that. Mm-hmm. And thank God you went to college for all this stuff and yeah. have so much hands-on experience because even though I've been doing it for like eight years, I strategically do not pay attention to those important details. So I don't have to worry about strategically. it. Strategically. <laughs> it's like how I strategically am awful at laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, where did where did I might I might have heard this in the past and forgot where did the name Sif Pop come from? Uh, sifting through pop culture was is that, uh, that's that's all it is. Okay. Yeah, it's the idea of how gold miners use a sifting process to find nuggets of gold, uh, and so we sift pop culture for the for the nuggets of gold. Because where did shoe the dough come from? It's a spoonerism for do the show. I know all these answers. <laughs> Because you're leaving for vacation. How are you not interested in the weather? Everybody's interested in the yeah, weather. Yeah, interested in the weather. Weather, weather is like if I have to small talk, which I hate. If I have to small talk, it better be about weather because that's actually that actually matters. You know what I mean? Like that that oh, has an yeah. impact. Does it? <laughs> 
I am excited about I am excited about vacation though because we always this kind of our kickoff for fall because we always go to Disney for fall break and we go to uh, we do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween. Oh, nice! So it's just kind of a nice kick. And I'm actually going to go. There's a couple other families that are going. We're not all going together, but we're all just going to be there at the same time. That's like what you tell somebody when you kind of don't want to date them, but you sort of can't say no. It's like, yeah, we'll just go there and be there at the same time. It's, oh. it's not like we're committed <laughs> yeah. to each other. We're just sort of accidentally going to be at the party at the same time, and then maybe yeah. we can hang out. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're definitely hanging. No, we're we're all really good friends. I just meant like we didn't all plan it together. Well, actually, actually, this year we did more so than most because we. We just kind of discovered that we all tend to go around the same time. So we just kind of started making it a thing where, like, might as well, let's just go at the same time. Next thing you know, there's keys in a bowl at the front door, and who knows yeah. what's going on on vacation. There, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's no. like, no. no. <laughs> this is a legit thing. Like, even, even if you were, like, just somebody that wanted to have an affair, who has time to have an affair? <laughs> I've never been able to understand this. And people have like multiple families. How yeah. are you doing this? You've thought about this a lot. Yeah, it's just it, no, Jonathan's, well, I just, Jonathan's not morally opposed. It's just too much work, man. Much oh work. no, I am I am I am definitely morally opposed. But 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 even if you weren't, it is definitely too much work. Like I don't understand the logistics of it, I guess, is what I'm trying to well, say. Well, let me explain it to you, Jonathan. <laughs> On the left side, a picture of a man. <laughs> On the right side, a picture of a woman. Or a man and a man and a woman and a woman. <laughs> so, I'm already in the Discord chat. <laughs> of course you are. Um, and I just want a quick update um, on my adventure to find a snack closet. Uh, there was a suggestion from suggestion from Schadenfreude to make it like a and d map. <laughs> so, what? <laughs> I just think, what a fun D&D like, adventure... And then he said, D- uh, Danae in the search for the tot closet. I just think that'd be really fun. There are tots in the snack closet? Heck yeah! Well, how do you keep non? How do you keep perishable food in the snack closet? Oh, there's a- always somebody in there making fresh tots wow. for you whenever you want. Our snack closet is amazing. I know. <laughs> I know. No, there was a discussion about that, too. You know, about people bringing things uh, when they come to Ugh. Sin Week. And oh, that tots yeah. don't travel well. That's true. No. Yeah. Like either kind luke, like even lukewarm potato products are not good but aren't chips always lukewarm okay fine <laughs> <laughs> stuff you actually have to cook i guess prepare i just like, like it like you would want a cold baked potato <laughs> yeah no you're right about that i quit don't quit i'm gonna talk about my own issues with thinking i should quit later in the show get it why oh just you know my crippling self-doubt <laughs> you did just that little thing. Yeah, oh so. yeah, no, I've I've been here like over two years with that. You're good. Uh, I don't know. I've only been here for a few months, so I guess I'm my monster. Did you fight your self doubt monster? This yet, is where Aaron? I stay silent. I I am the worst. I I don't you deal with self. I so really much. do. <laughs> I don't. I'm the worst. I I do not deal with that. I don't know why it is. I'm not just putting up a front. I promise. Like the, the self doubt thing is just not something that happens to me. So so you work for yourself, Aaron. Yes. So 
uh, is that well, why I work you have, for CinemaSins, but yeah. But you know, you're self-employed. You're, you've been self-employed I do before. self-employed stuff, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. in your office, does it have like a picture of you like employee of the month <laughs> every month? <laughs> I'm not like that. I just don't have the internal thing that most artists have. I listen to artists talk about this all the time on the podcast I listen to about, you know, uh, having to stay out of comment sections because it feeds that, you know, self-doubt and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I don't know what, I don't know if it's how I was raised. I don't know if it's an arrogance thing like I don't feel like I don't feel like I'm better than anybody I just don't I don't put stock in what I those those voices you know what I mean like it just I don't know that's my problem I listen to the voices a lot yeah 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 we have really long conversations in the shower I just I I don't know I feed the positive voices okay. I don't know okay it's it's weird I no, no, I maybe... hate talking about it because I sound like such an arrogant person no but... no 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 for those of us that know you we know that's not who you are yeah I personally have been hanging out with you working with you for long enough I know I don't know if it's a matter of age but uh, the older I get I get less and I, I just I get more and more annoyed and exhausted with uh, tribalism. In all its mm. forms, the just the idea of teaming up and then going against each other. I mean, when I was a kid, it was all you know, Coke versus Pepsi and Ford versus yeah, Chevy, yeah. and you know that like tribalism isn't new. And certainly within the environment I grew up in, it was you know Christians versus non Christians, or you know businesses that do this or do that. Like it's it's always been around. Yeah. I just more and more I'm just like, can we look for the unity instead of the division? Like is that is that hard? <laughs> can we just change? perspective but oh and uh, I, I don't mean to get into sports but um i did want to say i was so rooting for the lions yesterday <laughs> they you might, guys are good though. they might actually have a good team i don't know what's going on that was impressive and as a raiders fan i mean the chiefs are in my division so obviously i wanted them to lose right so they're i was just like go go division, stafford but i want them to lose they're in my division but i want them you can to figure lose. it out well, because no, 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 you no, no, want hold the on, team hold on hold on jonathan i want her to figure this out you can figure oh, okay. this out today you can figure this out they're okay. my division, but I want them to lose. All right. So uh-huh. first we draw a line on the paper. Okay. <laughs> and we have an us at the top and a, the, and a my down here. Okay. Because this is my division on this side. And right. This is their division on that side. No. So this is a them up here. And, and this oh, is you're a not my. Getting Here's there. the question. You're, you're not how, getting there, Danae. You're not how getting would there. You win, how would you win your division? How how many how many are in my division? <laughs> like uh, in this case, four, four. So you got including your team. This is my division, and uh-huh. I want them all to lose. Not them all. So so it's these. So it's the upper people against the bottom people. No 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 no. <laughs> if so you want to win, how would you win your division? Like if there was four teams, if you're one of four okay, teams. well first I'd have a potluck, and everyone <laughs> would get together. We would all unify. We'd have games, probably movies. I'm sure some people would want to have some drinks, uh-huh. a lot of fun, right? And then we'd all leave hand in hand and talk about how amazing an experience that was, and we would all win because we'd be we'd be yeah. all happy. You know, yeah. She really doesn't have the competitive gene. It just does yeah. not no, exist no, inside I- her brain. How many divisions are there? Which one? In the NFL, there are eight. There's four in each conference. There's divisions. There's a. There's two conferences. There's and eight one divisions, league. and there's one league. So you're trying to win your division, then you're trying to win your conference, and then you're trying to win your league. Huh. Okay. <laughs> That's just football. I mean, it's different, but they're all basically set up similarly. How is there not a some? How is there not a, an explain sports to Danae podcast? <laughs> yes. This is amazing. Yeah.
All right, let's chat about something else from the world of pop culture. <laughs> Why did you start laughing? I thought you started laughing. <laughs> no, Denise like snickered or something. Didn't no, you? I, no. Oh, damn. No, no I just started I, and all of a sudden I hear Jonathan cracking up in the background. I thought I heard like a or something like in the background. I but. was truly entertained though because I wanted to say something snarky like, no, let's oh, go back. Oh, I got you. But so maybe you just knew that I was sitting here smiling. It was like you it, were actually with Every us. week I get excited and I always forget to do it. But like whenever you say the like go to the comments section, I always want to just yell out, I'm the ball liquor. But because <laughs> that's one of our outtakes. Yeah. or whatever yeah. you know yes. yeah <laughs> but i we, forget we are the ball liquor we are the ball yeah i forget every week that well, one of these weeks i'll remember now it's there and we have a uh, new entry <laughs> for both you and danae on the soundboard yes. uh so it works well on the non-existent soundboard that i apparently don't have time to put together <laughs> nice uh okay well that wasn't awkward okay um Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 